podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE show. Tonight we are starting off a series of podcasts we're going to have with uh, some ex-survivors and ex-Big Brother house guests. And tonight we're starting off with uh, one of the all-time favorites of Big Brother, good friend, sweet, sweet person, and she is connected, and we're going to get to her in just a minute. Um, 
should be fun. I hope people that connect tonight will have some questions or comments and stuff to talk to her about. Everyone get involved. This is not a show where it's just her and I talking. We get fans involved, and that's what makes it fun. The uh, the ex-players get to talk with their fans. You know, it's not I, – I'm not one of these guys that just comes on here and, and I'm going to hold the mic all night. We don't do it that way. I will be involved. I will be hosting. But this is everybody's podcast. All of the fans get to get involved, and we're going to get that started with one of the most popular Big Brother house guests in the history of this show, Natalie Cuniel. Natalie, I know you're there. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, everybody. How's it going? (laughs) Well, I didn't know I was one of the favorites. Thank you for that well, uh, compliment. <laughs> well, the, the the thing about it, Natalie, is when is when we started, you know, uh, sending out the, the promos and stuff. Gosh, we I, we're getting a lot of comments and stuff from fans. Like, oh my God, she was one of my favorites. I'm gonna rewatch that Aww. right now. So, Aww. Um, that's so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> so, so you're doing okay. I'm doing wonderful. Life is great. Right. I am doing right. really how good. Was, how was how was your visit with your dad yesterday? Did was that fun? It was good. Yeah, my dad, he's doing good. You know, his uh he has cirrhosis of the liver, so you know, his time is kind of limited. We don't know how long he's got. His doctor said he pr- probably should have been gone a couple years ago, but so we're just Ooh. soaking up all the time we can with him and so I'm bringing the grandkids over and he just got his kitchen remodeled, so we just had a nice family day. But, you know, we think positive. I get a lot of my positive attitude from my dad. He's a very positive, joyful person, so I think that's helped his spirit and healing and helping him to live longer, you know? Yeah, and I'm sure you and those grandkids are doing the same, too. Oh, yes, absolutely, yes. <laughs> They're just you got, like I mean, me. You, In fact, they, uh, hi? I mean... I mean, you've got a lovely family, and I know he he has to be very proud, and 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 it probably warms his heart when he gets to see those grandkids. Oh yes, it's so much fun. I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed. I really am. I just absolutely love being a mother. It's like a dream come true. So yeah, it's I just soak it up and just enjoy all of it. The messes, the you know, the the screaming, the loud noises, the, you know, just all of it. The begging for things at the store, you know. I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun and I've got gobs of energy for it and I'm just soaking it up because time goes by way too fast. I can't even get over it. Amen. Amen. Uh, yeah. Let me uh let me ask you something real quick about your season. Okay. Um, one of the biggest topics that came up after the season was over is what Adam and Maddie got into. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Did, did you did you have any um, maybe women's intuition that maybe those two guys were maybe trouble? 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't sense trouble from Adam at all. You know, I mean, Maddie, I knew he was trouble. You know, I mean, I mean, smut. <laughs> it's written all over his face and all over his attitude. Like I knew right away. I was like, oh, this guy. You know, of course. <laughs> but um, you know, but I didn't know that they were going to be getting into anything like that. I mean, I was completely shocked when I found out what happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, it and was. I mean, uh, I mean with uh, with Adam, it was like you know you know, the pills and, and the taxes and stuff. Maddie's even involved some abuse to a girl, a pregnant girlfriend. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. You know, I, I don't know. I tend not to try to get into too much drama, you know, and I haven't really talked to Matt, like, personally. So I don't yeah. know. And I know that wasn't that a long, long time ago. And I think I remember hearing something about it, but I don't know exactly all the details, and I don't remember really getting in, you know, reading about I just saw, I remember seeing something about it, but I didn't really get a ton of information. So I'm not yeah. sure what exactly happened with all of that. Well, what was, um, what was reported was, um, you know, the girlfriend was pregnant, and he and her got into some kind of argument, and he he made this, this, this is all on a police report. He made a statement. Uh-huh. He, he wished that, that, she would have an abortion. The baby was dead, and she oh, said she no. wasn't going to. And she said she wasn't going to do that. And he got mad. And who knows? He may have been strung out on something. I don't know. But he grabbed uh-huh. her around the neck, and then she tried to fight back. And he put her in a headlock and was hitting her in the head, and when and and her in her arms. And the cops came out, and they saw bruising and stuff to kind of support her story. So that's why. Huh. God, that's, that's horrible. Went, no, I I don't yeah, remember that's all why that. He went down, that's why he went down for that was because there was kind of physical proof. Uh huh. I thought it was so, always because of the drugs. You know, I remember the drugs, and I do well, remember he hearing involved, about the yeah, story. Yeah, he was but, involved with that too. But then he, you know, and and happy ending to the story. The girl had the baby, and it was healthy, and everything worked worked out for her. So. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, he got involved with The girl with he's married to? Is it the girl he's married to? I know he just no. had a baby with the girl he's married to. So you mean no, to tell me Maddie no. has another child out there? Yeah. Okay, I had no idea about that. Yeah, way, way back then, Natalie, way, way back then. So how old is this so, child? I've never seen uh, pictures of her. He's I, ne- I, I mean, he's know. never talked I mean, about her. I mean, how many years ago has that been now? I mean, I have no idea. It's got to be like at least nine or so, I would think, because I mean, I got a yeah, big so, brother house. Yeah, so the in child has to be eight, nine, or yeah, the child has to be eight, nine, or ten. I, I, you know, he's never mentioned anything. I mean, I don't really talk too much to him. I mean, it's mostly just through social media and just a quick hello. But I don't really, yeah, I had no idea. I'll have to maybe I'll have to talk to him sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, I'm just so busy with my life and being a mom. And, you know, I've got lots of family. You know, my mother's living with me now, and um, she's got all kinds of health problems, so she's living with me. That's a long, long story, but the the whole – she's better. She's better now. I basically helped her get better. I had to sober her up. She had addictive – you know, she was a smoker and a drinker, and she has had open heart surgery, had a breast removed for cancer, has COPD, has atrial fibrillation. I mean, uh, mental health problems, all kinds of problems. And so she just called us a year ago and said she felt like she was going to die and someone to come pick her up. And so I went and picked her up, and I realized my mom smelled like vodka. 
and she had been drinking a ridiculous amount of alcohol and smoking like Mm. a pack of cigarettes a day on top of all these health problems. Oh, my gosh. I was like, Mom, that's it. I'm going to bring you to my house, and we're going to sober you up. This is a sober zone. This is a wealth. (laughs) This is a health and wellness center. This is Natty's positive, high-vibe health and wellness center. We're going to get you better. And she really thought she was going to die. I mean, she's like, what if I don't get better? And I was just like, well, then if you don't get better, Mom, you're just going to die here with me. And then, you know, when when she was, like, uh, you know, really trying to get her off the cigarettes and the alcohol, she just kept saying, oh, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do with myself? I have nothing to do. I said, you're going to live gratefully, Mother. I'm not gambling with your life anymore. You are going to live gratefully. You're going to be thankful for every single day God gives you on this earth. That's what you're going to do. Right. And see, and you're a caretaker. Like, oh, you know. I mean, that's, that's, your, that, that's your personality. You're a caretaker. It is. And, yep. and what I like about that, what I like about that is you're, you're doing things that I have done also. You're giving mm-hmm. back to someone who gave so much to you when exactly. you were growing up. Yeah, I mean, and it's the right thing to do. Right. That's the way people need to look at it. They don't need to say, mm-hmm. oh, my God, my mom's screwed up, and my dad, you know, and, and, and Oh, it's try hard, to... you know. and I, Yeah, I mean, it's hard, and I have <laughs> breakdowns. I'm like, oh, my God, please, God, give me the strength for this, you know. I mean, this is mentally tough, spiritually, physically, on top of raising three little children all under the age of nine. I mean, I was at a point where I was showering my mother. I mean, I had to call 911 like six different times, and she's having convulsions, her heart is, I mean, she looks like she's dying, I'm shoving baby aspirin in her mouth, and, you know, bringing her back to, I mean, she's just returning blue, I mean, I had the ambulance come pick her up, I mean, it was just, I mean, it was a lot, and I don't share a lot of my personal, you know, right. uh, things on right. Facebook and stuff, because I don't right. really like to, you know, I, I mean, there's so much tra- sadness and tragedies and hard things going on in the world, and there's just so much of it, I don't want to add to it, all I want to do is just help uplift the planet and raise the vibration of humanity we need to keep positive and be grateful for our life because we're here for such a short amount of time and it's Amen. like you know we have to make the best of it yeah you know and so and another, i just uh, i just pray and i think positive and it works <laughs> another thing about the facebook fans natalie are like the members of, of big brother whispers and they i mean we've got big brother whispers we've got survivor whispers sports whispers right. We got a, a, a Survivor spoiler group, Survivor Whispers premiere. But the people in Big uh-huh. Brother Whispers, they know the Big Brother people that are in there because, uh-huh. because like, if I do a post or something and I tag you in it, you always show up and reply. And they, oh, yeah. they, they love that. They respect you Aww. for that. I, well, I love it. I mean, I'm. It was just a wonderful experience I had, and just have people still remember me, and you know, still love me all these years later, and support me. It's, it means a lot. So I always want to yeah. at least try to show some love back if I can. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, listen. We we we've got kind of a special caller. He's going to be calling from the furthest place away tonight. So I'm going to get him on here first. Okay. And I know I know the question he's going to ask you, and, and it's a good one because it happened okay, on your good. season, and it was very, very scary. Michael Doyle okay. is calling in from the Philippines to talk to oh, you. Oh, wow. And, and where he's at, it's already 
tomorrow morning. Right. <laughs> so the world the world does not end tonight, okay? Right. <laughs> so okay. Michael Michael Doyle, you are on with Natalie. Are you still there, Michael? Did you get disconnected? Doyle, you can unmute yourself. <laughs> well, if he's... There. Is that better, though? Yeah, Hi. yeah, better on with Natalie. You're on with Natalie, and she's waiting for that really good question from you from her season. Okay, and uh, please ignore the roosters in the background, Natalie. Um, I'm living on my property, so... <laughs> Um, okay. All right. So on your season, um, I'm a huge fan of yours, by the way. Uh, we, Thank we you. Chatted back and forth. We chatted back and forth in Big Brother Whispers. And, um, so anyways, uh, in your cool. season, um, there was somebody that, um, that fell and had a seizure, and then you're walking with her. Um, yeah. On TV – on TV, that kind of like is portrayed differently, and they edit it differently. Was it like as scary, like watching it from like beside the person? Like, how did that feel for you? And like, how did I think it was James that reacted and helped yeah. you out? But how how was the whole yep. situation for you? Like, well, it was really strange because you know she was telling me in the kitchen that she wasn't feeling good. She was feeling a little lightheaded. And I and I thought, well, maybe you need to eat something because I know she hadn't been eating. And can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Can everybody hear me? Okay. Okay. Good. I, for some reasons, I heard a ding, and I don't know what that was. Okay. Uh, anyhow, um, so she wasn't feeling good, and you know, she told me she wasn't feeling good. I was, that's when I was like, well, maybe you should eat a cookie, you know? But she couldn't have the cookie or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's good. So I was like, that's kind of not very nice. <laughs> she can't eat the poor thing, you know? And I'm here, I'm eating a cookie, like cool. Anyhow, but uh, and and I thought, well, maybe it's just because we're just tired and you know, over just exhausted from all the drama or whatever, you know? I said, well, maybe let's just go lie down, you know? Let's just go lie down because that's what you usually need to do if you feel lightheaded. Just go rest from it. Listen to your body. So as we start walking that way, but then, you know, I'm also thinking in my back, in my head, in the back of my head, because we were both on the block, I'm thinking, is this some kind of a game play? Like if she feels weak right. and sick, you know, everybody will keep the sick one, you know? So I'm kind of thinking that in, my ba- in the back of my head, too. So then when we start walking and she falls right in front of me, I honestly... Did it, I didn't know what to think. I was like, wait a minute, is this game? Did she really? Did she really? I literally thought it was game. I thought she was, like, just pretending at first. But then it dawned me. So, oh, my God, she's not. Like, this is real. I've never seen somebody faint like that in front of me before. So, it, I mean, I was more yeah. in a state of shock. Like, what is going on here? Is this real? You know? And, yeah, and, so, long, and then I realized, you... huh? How long, how long was the... she away, like, when... When the nurse and doctors took her, how long was she away? Well, so as soon as she, you know, I realized that she was, you know, this was real, I ran. I mean, I'm thinking, hello, there's cameras everywhere. I mean, everybody knows what's going on, but I ran to the, op- the back, and I opened the back door, and I'm like, you guys, Amanda fainted. Someone help. You know, and that's when James came running. So she was down for at least, I want to say, I mean, who knows? I mean, 15 seconds, and it could be longer than that, could be shorter. I mean, but I was fast as I could go, you know, and he comes running in. But the nurse came in, I'd say, within, you know, 
a, a few seconds after after James was holding her. You know, she came busting through the yeah. uh, diary room door. Or yeah, she, and she had just got done with Allison because Allison had a reaction to a peanut, so she had a peanut allergy and her throat was filling up, and she needed an EpiPen at the exact same damn time. Like, what we are the needed, chances we that needed two people are going everywhere. down? Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? People are dropping and, like flies around here. And that's the thing. That's the thing too, uh, Natalie. I suffer from seizures too, so. I just want to say thank you for like uh, what you did for for her. And um, next time you talk with James, just to let him know, um, you know it is oh, a serious yeah. thing too. So I just want to say thank you so much for that. Like I've had it, and I've been in coma too. So you know, oh, no. it's, it's, it is a rough thing. You guys, you, you, you guys did really good, and that season was one yeah, of my yeah, it was scary. In my top five, so yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, it's scary. I, I literally had never. I didn't know what to think because again, I was in a house and a game, and it wasn't, you know, not like real life. You're playing a game show. These people acting. I don't know them a hundred percent yet. What's going on? You have all these thoughts just racing through your head in the middle of like five seconds. You know, you're just going through with it, and then you realize, no, this is not a joke. She is really not okay. Right. So yeah, and you know thank what? God everybody but, turned out all right. <laughs> but you know what? To your credit, and I know looking back on it, you're like. I'm sure you've had times when you've thought, why did I think that? My God, the girl was right. sick. But to your credit, yeah. being inside a house like that, thinking maybe somebody is just pulling that as a move, I mean, right. there's a lot of people that would have thought that. Yeah, because, I mean, we're both up on the block together. You know, it looked like, you know, me and Maddie were hoping to stay it looked like we were getting the votes i mean i just didn't have you know here i'm just thinking i mean i don't know this isn't like normal and i've never had someone faint in front of me like that before ever so i didn't know how to process all of it right all right i'm gonna get another caller on here now i'm gonna get another caller on here now that i spoke to earlier today on the phone and she is so thrilled you are here tonight kansas oh good say hi to natalie Oh my goodness, Natalie! I will always love Who's you. This? You were just—you're oh. one of my all-time favorites. I got to talk to you many years ago on Michelle Costa's show, but I uh-huh. will never ever forget you. How special you oh. were! Cause, oh, thank boy, you. you. What's your name? So Who much am I talking that, to? My name is Kansas. Kansas. Just like. Yeah, just like the state, just like the state. Oh, Kansas. Just like the state. Everybody oh. calls me Kansas. My awesome. girlfriend, you just radiated such a beauty. Because that was, I'll oh. tell you, that was a crazy season. Yes. <laughs> and I do not consider it, because so many times, you know, you would hear people say, oh, that was one of the worst or what? And no, it wasn't. Right. I think the newer ones. It was Because if I would ask you a question, that would be, you know, if you still watch Big Brother, what you think of it today. But I think that your oh, yeah. season and all the older ones, truthfully, were the best. But That's everything, I, I mean, 100%. I have such, oh, girlfriend, I could talk to you forever. But, I mean, I oh. remember season nine and so many things that happened and how you were always so positive, you know. And just, yeah, you, just, yeah, you but, really, honestly, this, and for people that don't know, this lovely lady is the greatest artist. Amen. She does the most magnificent. Amen. Oh, Natalie, I've seen your paintings. First it was oh, the mermaids. You. And then yep. the, 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 um, the the uh, celebrities and uh-huh. I mean my goodness yes. they are spot on 
Thank you, you so much, Alan. <laughs> and and oh, remember thank you. during the show how you did pictures. She did pictures oh, yeah, of the, <laughs> the cast with nail you know, polish, you guys. This You know how they do the comic book covers now? She could have done that yeah. back then. Oh, oh Natalie, yeah, for sure. seriously, you're such a talent. Besides being such a beautiful oh, person, you're such oh, a talent. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know, and it's I funny because when I was of on... You, I saw pictures, you know, a long time ago. I'm sure your kids are so grown up now, but I remember when they were babies, and they looked uh-huh. like you with your beautiful blue eyes. And just knowing you, how sweet you are, I guarantee, I can just guess what a wonderful mother you are. Seriously. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, thank you so she much, Kansas. I really appreciate it. I love you. You're just so special oh, for you. a girlfriend. Thank you. Really are. It's beautiful. It's just like Natalie. I'm so what, happy what, for you. You deserve. Family, oh, thank you. deserve a beautiful life. And thank so, goodness thank you, you so weren't much. with Maddie, because Maddie was oh, something yeah. else. I'll tell you. Well, everything <laughs> and, happens and, for and, a reason. And I'm not surprised you know. him to hear about the how abusive you know he ended up being because he was abusive to Natalie. It wasn't where he was physically yeah, he abusive. Wasn't, yeah, he, he wasn't was mentally very nice, abusive. You know. It was terrible. I you know, my, you know, my one thing my grandma you. always taught me was to, even if people are really nasty and abusive, whatever they are, I'm not going to let that affect me. I am not going to change who I am, and I will still respect people and treat them with kindness because you've got to help them heal with love. Doing what they do to me back is not going to hurt. So my grandma always taught me you've got to kill them with kindness. You know, you've got to really just kill them with kindness. And that's what I do. And if people who personally know me in my life, they know my personality. I'm the kind of person, if you tell me you don't like me and I'm annoying or whatever, then I'm just going to bother you more with my positive energy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's so beautiful about you. you. Know you and that's what we saw in the house. It's true. Yeah. And there were yeah. so yeah. many that's what that, I do. They, they, there's a lot of people, they don't react well to that. When, oh, and no. when Chelsea, oh, when you it. made those beautiful eggs, Natalie, you took the time to make those beautiful eggs, and she just smashed them to bits. Oh, I wanted to yep. go in that house and just get her. I was so angry. I know. <laughs> I know it. Tell me about it. I was just like, she's just jealous. You know, jealousy is a low vibration. <laughs> but you, you know what, girlfriend? You've got the love of Jesus all over you. That's right. And, and yep, it's, it's, and true. it's a beautiful thing. And you just shine. Thank you. you just keep continuing to shine your beauty and your I love. Will. and And we all love you. Oh, it's funny. Oh, thank you. I love everybody back because I just, I, I feel the love. I'm very sensitive to energies and I just absolutely love it. And I haven't done one of these chats in so long. And so it feels great. And it's, it's so wonderful to know that I still have inspired people and made them feel good because, Aww. you know, when I was auditioning for the show, that was one thing they asked me was why I wanted to go on the show. And I said, I am so sick of people going on these reality TV shows and being so nasty to each other. Why yeah. can't people just be a hard competitor with a positive attitude, have fun, and, and just freaking compete and just try to outsmart and outwit each other or whatever you need to do, but why do you have to be so vile and nasty? I mean, you're right. just exposing your own inner 
psychological problems. You know, it's not right. And so when Evil Dick won season eight, I was like, that's it. I've had it with this show. I'm going on there right now. I've had it. What is the show, people? You treat people like crap. You win a, you know, $500,000? I've had it with them. So then I downloaded the application. I printed it up. And, you know, I just started the process. But when they asked me to uh, in the audition, I said, that's why. I want to show people that you can have a positive attitude. You can love Jesus and God. And you can compete with a good heart. And you don't have to be nasty or a bitch or anything. You could be cool and funny and whatever. And that's what I wanted to do. And what's really funny about it is one of the, uh, I believe he was the CEO of, uh, no, he wasn't the CEO. He was one of the head production guys of Big Brother. And um, he was a Chinese guy. He was so funny. He looks at me during audition. This is like probably two weeks before I got chosen or whatever, because it was a three-month process. And he looks at me and goes, you know what? You are so positive that you're going to end up uh, kicking yourself out because you're not going to be able to take it. And I said, I don't think so, buddy. I'm so positive, right. I'm going to drive everybody nuts. They're going to want to hit the exit <laughs> button themselves to escape. All right? And, you know, and he's like, you'll be the first one kicked out. You know? And I said, no way, buddy. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to make it to the end. You watch. Right? And then so finally when I got evicted, they all greet you, all the producers and, you know, the hosts of the show or whatever. Not, not Julie Chen. I mean, you meet her. But you meet, like, all the producers and stuff. And they all, you know, tell you what a good game you played or whatever. Well, here he comes. I can't remember his name. Here comes my favorite, you know, Chinese guy that we were talking with about how I'm going to be the first one kicked out and, you know, you know all this stuff. And, and I looked at him and I, I looked at him and he looks at me and he opens up his arms and I said well it looks like I lasted a lot longer than you thought and he looks at me and he goes <laughs> I wanted you to win <laughs> oh, and then he gave me a big I hug. said that to Jim earlier I wanted it so badly to be either you or Sheila I was rooting yeah. for you two ladies and and it just it, it makes me it upsets me who did win you know I, I, I heard uh-huh. he got his act together and I and I really hope he did but that was just the biggest waste you know, you want to yeah. see the money go to someone that really would have deserved it, really put some good I to know. it. And to me, it just was such a waste. That it's so awful. Well, something, yeah, something, I really can, is. something I can throw out there to everyone that's listening or who's going to listen back, because um, we've been we've been posting on, on Natalie's uh, Facebook account all day at all the different places they can they can listen to this if they couldn't make it tonight. Um, and and, and I want, I'd like to get Natalie's thoughts on this. Uh, another guest who's coming pretty soon is Sheila Kennedy. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, I yeah, I have. I, I mean, we talk. You know, we've talked yeah, through ta- social media and stuff. Her, oh, I talked to her three or four days ago, Natalie, and uh, uh-huh. she, she wants she wants to do the pod. And uh, but she's she's getting over COVID right now. Oh. So. Uh huh. But she's supposed to call me tomorrow and uh, and talk about doing the pod. So uh, she see I, I lived a lot of years in Memphis and I always call her my Memphis girl. So. Uh huh. Because I mean, that's where she was from. So I, I, I what what do you think? You think Sheila's gonna make for a good guest too? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Sheila and I are still, you know, we're we're fine. We're totally fine. I mean, I wouldn't say we're good friends, but, you know, we're 
told, you know, I haven't seen her in years. I mean, I haven't seen anybody really in years. But yeah, I have. I love Sheila. I have no problem with Sheila. I mean, you know, it's a game move. She did what she thought was best, you know. And I mean, yeah, I was betrayed and heartbroken, and but I was not mad at myself because. You know, I didn't I listen to my intuition, you know, I could feel it yeah. and I didn't listen, you know, and it's like, so that's and one lesson I took away from Big Brother is if, you know, the first thought is usually correct. Whatever you feel in your gut, whatever you feel in your soul and in your intuition, that's usually the choice that you need to make. And I felt in uh, my soul to stay up there and I didn't listen. I kept thinking, oh, oh the next week ahead, oh, but Natalie. if she kicks out so-and-so, yeah. you know, so I learned a big lesson. Always listen to your intuition. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I have. I have always been told that, Natalie, and I, I think it's true because running all yep. these groups and doing all these pods and this and that, you know, sometimes we'll get questionable members that make you wonder, should you let them stay in there or whatever? And my fellow mods have always told me, Jim, trust your instincts and your gut because 99% right. of the time you're right. Yep. Your soul so, knows things that your mind can't really grasp yet, and you just need to trust that, you know, and let that right. guide you. Right. All right. Well, let me let me get mm-hmm. another caller on here, who has okay, a well, very nice to you, very. Kansas. I love you, Natalie. Thank <laughs> oh, you for coming. We'll, on. Love you. Thank you. We'll, we'll have Kansas back later. She's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But we're, we're going to bring somebody <laughs> on now that is one of your all-time fans. I think he Aww. even told me today you were probably his favorite player ever. And Aww. he also loves that artwork, too. Daniel Sykes, nice. welcome back to oh, the Missy yeah, AU Podcast. Daniel. <laughs> hey, Hi, Natalie. Daniel. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I got your paintings here hanging on the wall <laughs> right here oh, in yeah, front of me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I know you've got a couple of them, right? Like two or three? Yes, they do. So one in yeah, memory of my, I, uh, my parents and one in memory of my uh, time in college. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah, cool. He, I'm so he, glad you still have he, them uh, and love them. He told me about oh, yeah. those days, and I said, well, one thing I can tell you is if she did them, they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, yeah. I can tell you, Jim, I'm sure you got questions for Natalie. Well, of course, when you're in the house, of course, you played hide-and-seek, you did the nail polish paintings and all. Is, is there anything that was, like, the most favorite fun thing for you to do? Because you did a lot of fun things. You did uh, so many different creative that's things true. in the house. <laughs> is there, yeah, that's what was, true. Like, what was, like, something that was the most fun that you just brought out of the house that you, like, I mean, you could still do a nail polish painting for uh, for all we know, but I know yeah, it's the other yeah. type of paintings you do, but. Yeah, no, my absolute favorite was the hide-and-seek. That was probably my favorite night in the house. I, oh, my God, I was dying laughing. I mean, I hadn't played hide-and-seek since a child. What am I doing here with these grown men playing hide-and-seek? And then, of course, you know, my silly silly bum like of course my knee would show here i'm thinking i'm perfectly hidden in a laundry basket and nobody can see me and i should have known 
down that everybody was sitting messing with me. Like, hello, what's taking them so long? And all of them walking past, like, I should have known, of course. You know, that's the kind of stuff that happens to me. That's like like the 27-letter alphabet. Like, you know, I'm so gullible, and I get these, I get so excited about things that sometimes these little, like, slip-ups or accidents happen, and, and it ends up just being comedy gold. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the hide-and-seek was absolutely hysterical. I was laughing for the whole thing, man. I just loved it so much. It was so funny. <laughs> it still makes me laugh if I watch clips of the hide-and-seek. <laughs> so who in your family is the best hide-and-seeker now? You know, it is funny. They <laughs> I actually, my kids love it. This is their, one of their favorite games. I always tell them that I'm going to come get them. And what I do is I say, who wants to get stinkered? I'm going to get somebody. Who am I going to get? And I go running after all three of them. And as soon as they run away from me, I take off the opposite direction and I go and hide. And they have to come find me. <laughs> and then I pop nice. up and I pop out wherever I am. And I just like, you know, I'm going to come get you. And they run off again. And we do this, you know, for like 20 minutes or so. But like, so it's just, you know, I, as soon as they, I'm going to get you. And they come darting away from me. No, don't get us. You know, and then as soon as they run away from me, I turn around the opposite direction and I run somewhere quick in the house to hide. <laughs> so that's fun. So I'd say I'm think, probably the best hider. <laughs> I, I think that would wear me out because I, I have a few more kids than you do. So uh-huh. I think I would probably end up laying down and they would find me. <laughs> yeah. It is tiring. I get exhausted. I mean, and they could do this all day, you know. <laughs> Danny, yeah. you got uh, got anything else you want to add right now? We'll come back to you later, but do you have anything else right now? No, not right now. I just want to say thank you, Natalie, for the paintings and everything. We've talk- we continue to talk throughout the years. So oh, yeah, I just want to absolutely. Say- yes, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate you calling to say hi again. I was hoping you would because I know you always come to these, and I've even been to- on your podcast before. Right. Yep. A long time ago, I think. Yeah, yeah, you were. It was actually, it was yeah, actually you were. on my birthday. Oh, yeah, cool. So, see, so. you were his birthday present. You didn't even have to pop out of a cake. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let me, let me go right now to uh, somebody else who claims they got really, really lucky to be off work tonight so they could talk to you. Alexis. Oh, that's nice. Alexis, what Alexis? you got for Natalie? You're on with Natalie. I mean, I, I'm going to go with the just a general question, just because I, I took note that nobody from Big Brother 9 has ever returned. If given that opportunity, would you go back on the show, given how much it's changed? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, it's it's been so long now. I just, I honestly don't even think they would ask. I think if I think if they would have asked me, it would have been the last All Star season. I mean, I don't know. I would love the opportunity, but I've kind of just put it in my past now. Like, well, you know, that was my reality experience, and that's that. But they've pretty much, I feel like they've kind of shunned Big Brother Nine because I heard we're like the tainted season because of what Maddie and Adam did. So I heard they don't want anything to do with Big Brother Nine. So I don't know if they would ever ask me or ever want me on any kind of show ever again i mean i have no idea but i mean if if they did ask me i would love to and i would love to bring back old style bb's gameplay back like this new new age bb whatever they're doing now this whole follow the leader whole house alliance stuff like that stuff's gotta go 
That's boring, yeah. and it's predictable, yeah. and it's really, it's really I, I ruining agree. the game. Like the whole, you know, the fun was it, like the blind sides and the the backstabs and the house division and all of that. But now it's like a whole one sided. Everybody, let's all let's all come to an agree. Let's all agree together. What are you doing? <laughs> well, it's it's kind of so, like now. It's kind of like now you get, and it and it didn't start with with the cookout. There's a lot of people that blame them. Uh, oh no! It, it started it, way it, before it them. Started, it started yeah. before them. It started mm-hmm. before them. Get way before them, I'd say gang. like maybe seventeen or something. Yeah, get even. This big I don't gang even remember really. Get this big gang of numbers and let's just coast through and. Yeah, and, that's boring, uh, we'll and it doesn't it. make for you know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> and it's not like don't you want to challenge yourself? I mean, what do you want to? What do you want to just be? Want to be win for convenience and just easy and coast? Like, where's the fun? You know, uh, game plans and strategy and you know and blind sides. I mean, I lo- I even like Big Brother Canada better because I feel like you know, like I don't know if you guys saw you know this last Big Brother Canada, but the guy that won, he was wonderful. I actually liked him. I mean, I normally don't like villains, but I loved his gameplay oh, yeah. and how he was willing to make bold moves and and flip oh, yeah. things like. You know? Yeah, I definitely watched the Big Brother Canada, and uh, another guy that's probably going to come on for a question. Him and I were both Team Kevin this entire time. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a lot of Big Brother Canada fans, um, and I know um, the first person that we put on to talk to you tonight, Michael Doyle, he even has applied for Big Brother Canada. Oh, wow. But now he's mm-hmm. in the Philippines. <laughs> cool. He he's he's chasing love, Natalie. He's got he's got a wife there, and they're trying to get together and figure out where they're going to live. So. Oh yeah, my dad has a Filipino wife. She's she's here now from the Philippines with her 14 year old daughter. They're uh, they've been together for nine, almost 10 years. So, yeah, wow. they've got a house in the Philippines. My dad has another house over there and staff. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm hoping maybe someday I can visit over there. It would be cool to check it out, to travel. Yeah. It's, they, it's uh, they, I mean, they they filmed, they filmed Survivor there, and from what they've shown on Survivor, it was beautiful there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. that's what um, my mother-in-law says. It's really beautiful and tropical and warm all the time yep. and she's got lots of tropical fruits growing and all kinds yep, of stuff yeah michael michael you're back now you can speak to that yep. you told me about the fruits and stuff yeah and then uh i'm pulling uh ozzy uh uh by going free diving i'm catching fresh fish every couple of days with papa uh we got roosters on their property we're raising oh, cool. uh, animals fresh yeah, so it's it's like I'm living Survivor, so it's pretty awesome. <laughs> nice. Well, I love it. I want yeah. to farm someday yeah, with good. roosters and chickens. That's cool. All right. We're going to yeah. bring on and another then... caller now. We're going to bring on another caller right. now. And Natalie, okay. she, happens, she happens to be one of our co-hosts on our uh-huh. Big Brother recap pods that we do. This summer, uh-huh. after after the show, the next night, I think it is, uh, they do a a podcast here, and she's one of the hosts, and they recap what happened on the show and what they know from the live feeds. So, uh-huh. Melissa, you're here, 
And I think I'm here. once the season gets going, I think once the season gets going, we might want to ask Natalie, are you watching? Are you, do you know these people? And if you are, you want to come back on the pod and tell us what you think? Yeah, yeah that would, would be a really to. good idea. I'll pr- yeah, just kind of Melissa. call in and hi. <laughs> just call in and touch base and what are you thinking? What are your thoughts about it? Yeah. Don't be yeah, shy. I'll probably, just I'll probably watch it. I usually watch it uh, any kind of shows that I watch. I, I have to do it after I put the kids to bed and when I go to my art room. It's usually about 10 o'clock mm-hmm. is when I start painting and putting on yeah. my, you know, god-awful reality shows that I love to obsess yeah. and, you yeah. know, watch, binge watch. Natalie, you want to dispel a rumor right now? Sure. A lot of fans think, Oh, all those ex-house guests, they get free feeds, and you don't, do you? They're just what? A lot of fans think all the ex-Big Brother house guests get free live feeds every year, and that's not true, is it? No, no, nope, it's not true. Now, at first, we did in, like, a, what was it, you know, right after my season, you know, season 10, season 11, I think it was up till maybe season 12, maybe 11 or 12. But then after that, that no more, no more live feeds. Nobody, you know, get live feeds for free. You would have to pay for it. And I remember going into a couple chat rooms sometimes and people didn't believe it was me. I'm like, you guys, like, why am I going to make it up? No, this is me. Hello, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm not wasting my time and energy on this. You guys are ridiculous. Go to my tweeter. Go to my tweeter, everybody. You want me to go tweet real quick to prove it's me? <laughs> okay, Melissa. Melissa, you got Melissa, you got any questions or comments for Natalie? Um, no. Um, I was just going to say that our podcast will probably be on Friday night. Um, oh, okay, we'll Friday night because it'll be it'll be after the week has um, ended with the eviction on Thursday night, and then right. we get together and recap the whole week. So. Uh huh. Yeah, so just so you know, we're going to be podcasting on Friday night, so just feel free okay, to call cool. in. Yeah, it's coming up soon. Yeah, yeah. it's getting close. Um, yeah. A, a, a question, Natalie. Um, you talked about if you were asked back, you would jump right in. There's another show right now called The Challenge. Uh-huh. And they're going to have a CBS version this year featuring ex-survivors, ex-Big Brother house guests, and ex-Love oh, Island contestants. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of cross-casting with MTV now. Could mm-hmm. you get into something like that if you were asked to do that? You know, I've only seen little clips of the challenge. I've actually never watched the challenge. I mean, I've seen little clips, and I don't know. It's just too, I don't know, kind of, kind of hostile. Like, it seemed like a lot of hostility. <laughs> I mean, the clips that I saw was people in each other's faces and stuff. Like, you know, I don't like all that. It's just too aggressive. And it's just, so, I, I mean, I like Big Brother, but it's not all, like, I feel like it's just shouting and shouting and shouting each other, at least the clips that I saw. I don't know if the whole show is like that. And then I saw a couple clips of, like, the, the competitions or whatever, but I actually haven't really you know watch the show or grasped it or understood what's going on i know that big brother house guests have been on and 
and stuff, but I haven't really. So I don't know if I would do that or not. I mean, I honestly don't think they would call me back. I mean, I mean, I feel like after all these years, it's been 14 years. You know, I don't know. They just don't like us Big Brother 9 players. It's like, you know, they just, I mean, they know where I'm at. They know where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. They know where I am. They could call me anytime, you know, and ask me. That's true. So I just. Has there never, ever been. Has there never, ever been contact since nope, you left? Nope, not at all. Nope, not a wow. none at all. I mean, I'm that, friends with some that, of them, that, you know, the producers or whatever on Facebook, but no, no contact at all. Just like, bye, live your life. And, you know, they told us that when we left. They're like, okay, now your life is going to go back to normal. Yeah. That kind I mean, of it, I wouldn't say me. went back to normal, but. Yeah, Waking that kind your of hand surprised me. Mm-hmm. How long, how long so, did it yeah. take you? How long did it take you after the show was over, you know, the finale was over, how long did it take you to kind of get that out of your system and decide, I'm not going to be some ex-Big Brother house guest that tries to just be a, a a star on Twitter being a ex-Big Brother house guest. I'm going to move on with my life. I think. Probably a couple years after. I mean, I, you know, I was still kind of in the, you know, it's almost like surreal. It's very surreal. You still can't believe you were on it, and you're still kind of loving all the the fans and everybody, you know, talking and being a part of it and stuff. But, you know, I said probably let it go after a couple of years. I was like, yeah, you know, if it happens, it does. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, fine. Because in 2013, um, I ended up having a baby, so I was pregnant in 2012, and at that point, I knew I wouldn't want to leave little baby. You know, I was right. like, no, I don't want to leave a little baby. I love my babies. I want to soak up this time with my children. So I didn't think I would go back anytime soon having a child. And then I had another one. And so I just embraced being a mother in this stage of my life. I mean, I had my experience. If they call back, they call back. If they don't, whatever. It was a part of my life, and it was wonderful. It was a wonderful life-changing experience, and I'll, I'll never forget it, you know. And it was wonderful. I mean, I have memories today. I mean, the other day I was at the park with the kids. A week ago, I took the children to the park, and I'm pushing them on the merry-go-round, and this lady's looking at me on the bench, and she's looking at me, and she's looking at me, and then she goes, excuse me, she goes, I, I, can, I, can I ask you a question? And I was like, sure, what's up? She's like, are you Natalie from Big Brother? And I said, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what? She's like, that is crazy. She's like, I just finished watching your season on Paramount+. Plus. I literally just finished it. I'm on season 10 now. How did I run into you here? You know, it's like, and so we had a nice long chat for an hour, but it's just hilarious that all these years later, (laughs) you know, some random person at a park is just like thinking she's tripping. (laughs) And you, and you know, that's probably going to, it's going to, it's going to happen more times, Natalie, that. I mean, oh, it does. It happens all the time. You'd be surprised. I've had people drop what they're doing at the grocery store. What, Natalie? We're in town business. I was just worried my husband in the car. I wonder if we're going to see Natalie here. And then we go to Fred Myers, and here you're Natalie, you know, taking pictures of me at the grocery store or whatever. It's just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, when oh, when you it. were on, when you were on, you and Matt um, proved to be a very strong couple. During uh-huh. the twist, you won two POVs. Uh huh. Um, the first came in week H-O-H. one. Yeah. Yep. The second veto came in week three. Uh, POV yep. in week three. 
Um, was that part of your y'all strategy? Did you did you think, well, hey, we we can out physical these people, we can we can win challenges, or, or and and at what point did you think maybe we need to back off a little bit and play more socially? So the very first challenge with the heart pillows and the uh, the beds, you know, and the cables being lifted above the beds, the very first one, we we had the discussion that we did not want to win that very first one, and that was the one that Parker and Jen won. It was the very first you know that night competition and we had talked with each other and said no we don't want to win this one let's just let's just stay up here long enough until we feel safe like we already made some bonds with some people you know so we just wanted to see who would drop first and whoever's left hanging up there we'll make a decision if we want to drop or not you know but i didn't want to act like i was just giving up or whatever so i wanted to act like i was still fighting and trying you know i don't want to be like such a uh, you know knuckle under and just you know just give up right away so we wanted to stay up there for as long as we could and then once it came down to Parker and Jen. Well, we knew we were cool with Parker and Jen, and we're like, cool. Well, yeah, you guys can have it. Plus, you have the pillow. You get the money. You know, we knew that they weren't going to kick us out. So that one, we uh, definitely knew we didn't want to win. The second one uh, was the one with uh, the boats and the and the you know the questions where we had to come out with the costumes and all this stuff. And that one, I was debating in my head. Now, Maddie really wanted to win, but I was kind of battling in my head, do I really want to win this one? Because, it, again, it came down to Amanda and Alex and me and, and Maddie. And Amanda and Alex, again, we were really good. You know, I was cool with them. So I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I really want to, you know, win this one. And I thought Matt right. would probably come out in a rocker costume because he knew I liked rock music. I told him. <laughs> so I knew that he could probably come out in a rocker. But I was like, I don't know if I want to do it because, I mean, if they win, I don't want to do the dirty work just yet, you know. And so I yeah. decided to just uh, say the athlete instead. And and then I told Maddie about it. He was, he was glad later that I didn't, you know say rocker but he was mad because why did you still rocker you knew i was going to come out as rocker you knew i was going to come out as a rocker i said i know man but one dude it's amanda and alex they can do it they're not going to get rid of us you know and so we right. just we we figured that we would be fine with that one and the next week you know chelsea i think and james won and then amanda and alex were put up on the block you know, I mean, I think we were too, and luckily that was the veto that we won. But, uh, right. but yeah, and so that, and I knew I was such a physical threat that I had to counter, I had to balance that out. So I just wanted to play extra gullible and naive and dumb. I wanted people to think that I was dumber than a box of rocks. I was not going to be capable of making any decisions on my own. And in fact, Maddie, you're so cocky and arrogant. I'm going to let you be in charge. And that way, if anybody gets mad at us, they're going to turn to you, not that's me. That's good strategy. So, that's <laughs> good strategy. That's, that's yeah, so really I just wore strategy. my pigtails, you know, had my gullible moments with 27 letters in the alphabet, which played perfect to the part. At least if they think I'm dumber than a box of rocks, they won't kick me out. I might be physical, but I won't win anything mental, right? <laughs> well, then, then later, later, later in the season, like up around week five, you end up forming an alliance with Sheila, Adam, and Ryan. Yeah, had to be done. How did that come to be? Because that was a that was a pretty good alliance. Yeah, well, it had to be done. We were, I mean, the house was divided. Chelsea, James, Sharon, and Josh, we knew were a four. They, they were a foursome. They had chosen to go together. We knew that. We were the other ones that were left. It was like, okay, well, we've got to have to bond together. Otherwise, we're going to be picked off one by one. So it's a numbers game. We have to stay strong together. We've got to stick with at least four. If it's four on four or five on four or whatever, if we can, because Maddie, I think, was still there at that point. Maddie was kind of involved, but that was right before. Yeah, and that was the other thing is why was, why was Maddie not 
in that with you? Well, he was, I think he he was at first. It was, you know, Maddie, Ryan, the boys or whatever, Adam, and then Sheila and Adam were together, and then it was me. But then the house somehow, I don't remember exactly what happened, and then Maddie, they all wanted Maddie out, so they backdoored Maddie. I think it was because James, yeah, James, didn't James backdoor him? I see it's been so long. James did backdoor him. And so, and then he got yeah. kicked out, and that's when we were like, okay, now we have to be together as a four, because otherwise we're just going to get picked off. Right. So they made their choice, you know. I mean, they, they're the ones that did it, you know. They were the ones that chose each other. So we were like, well, I guess we're together now. Team Christ, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and 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 another crazy thing about that season, which a lot of fans don't like now, are on, on Survivor and Big Brother, all the crazy twists, but your season, um, earlier you had been after James, who got evicted early, like week four, but he comes back uh-huh. as, as part of a twist, and and yep. and he becomes hard to get out. So, what were you thinking at that point? It's like, hey, we got rid of this guy. I know. Days Everybody ago, asked here me that. He Why the hell did you? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always asks me, why did you vote him out and then vote him back in? Listen, this was the deal with that. I knew where James stood, and I knew Adam was a flip-flopper. And this guy was probably going to vote him back in. And if this went to a tie, then we'd have both of these people back in, the mystery person and James, and they would have to fight it out to see who would actually stay in the house. I didn't want to have any part of that. And I just figured if I just voted someone back out and then voted them right back in, maybe they'll just call it even and we'll just call it good, you know? <laughs> and I'm not good under pressure. And so I, that's why I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. What am I going to do? Because if I play dumb and I'm under pressure, then maybe they won't get mad at me, right? I don't know what to do, guys. Don't know. But I was looking at Adam, and I was reading his energy, and I could just tell that this guy was not going to vote the mystery person. There's no way Adam was going to vote. And so I knew that that was – I knew where the numbers were going to lie. I knew Ryan was going to vote mystery. I knew Matt was going to vote mystery, and Josh was going to vote the mystery person, because, or no, Josh was going to vote James, Sharon was going to vote James, because Josh thought the mystery person was Allison, they made it seem like I thought it was going to be Allison, I had no problems with Allison, it wasn't because of her, I just was debating, you know, do I vote back someone in that I don't know, I mean, yeah, I was in still good relationship with them all, or do I just vote back James, and just maybe he'll forgive me, I know he's got bigger, bigger fish to fry, I know I'm not the one he wants after right away, <laughs> I didn't put him on the block, I didn't backdoor him, so I'll just vote him back in so that's why i did it wow wow all right let's fast forward all the way up to week nine when it came to an end you and sheila were together Uh she wins the the hoa and she puts up adam and sharon yep adam wins adam wins the veto and saves himself which nobody can blame him for that natalie You were named as the replacement nominee, and you uh-huh. you got t- you got two knives in your back. Yep. Because Ryan turned on you, and Sheila turned on you. Yep, and they were all doing that, the exact same that, thing. That they were hypocrites. That had to oh hurt. yeah, and they were hypocrites, and them calling me out as if I'm the only one that's making you guys all have final twos with each other. You bunch of hypocrites, Ryan and Sharon, <laughs> Adam and Sheila, Adam and Ryan, Sheila and Sharon. You fucks, you M and Fers. 
You MFers, you calling me out because I'm the biggest threat because I'm physically hard to beat. So you MFers want to turn it on me when you're all doing the exact same thing. Dummies, man. Traitors. <laughs> anyway, it's a game. I understand. They're just trying to get the spotlight off them and onto me, but they were all doing the exact same thing. Exactly. Wow. So, you know, and the reason I had to choose the boys, at that point I was, I probably, I would have chosen them. I really think I would have chosen them. And that was our, at that point it was like, you know, I really wanted to go to the final three with Ryan and Adam. I just felt like, you know, they were really good players. They, you know, I mean, Sheila was good too, and Sharon was good too, but I really felt like Adam and Ryan held, I don't know, more power in the house. And I wanted to go with competitors. That's just how, that's my nature. I want to compete with really tough people to beat. That's just, that's just who I am. I want to compete to the fullest you know and so i was going to go to them and plus i needed their votes and at one point i really thought we had it and they were going to vote to keep me so i was completely blindsided that ryan flipped but i could feel his energy during a commercial break because he starts sweating and when ryan starts sweating that's a tall tale sign that he's going to do something shady and so i went to him during the commercial break right before i got evicted I went to him during the commercial break and i said hey ryan what's up man what are you going to do come on you're going to you got me right and he's like, oh, no, Natty, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do, Natty. And I knew right then my heart just sank. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to freaking vote me out. Come on. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're very you know, And he did. You, you yes. are very You've got to watch the uh, nonverbals and who sits next to each other. And, you know, I'm an artist. I have an artist's brain, so I notice the details. I notice all these little, you know, people's actions and where they hang out, where they sit. When they go to sit at the HOH table, who's sitting next to who? There's not assigned seats. Right. So what are you right, doing? I'm going to bring you know, on. Are... I'm going to bring on my co-host and producer now, and he is okay. the other co-host of our Big Brother Pod. Steve wants to ask you a few questions. Okay. Hi, yeah. Steve. Hey, Nat- hey Natalie. Uh, first, first off, I'm still dumbfounded by the fact that Big Brother has not asked you back yet because I know. You were, huh? you were probably. <laughs> You were, you were probably one of the one of the most likable and one of the more memorable stars from Big Brother Nine. Oh, so, thank you. Uh, my my first question is: I mean, obviously, you were part of the uh, of the Soulmates twist, where right. you guys were paired up into different pairs. Uh, obviously, you know, every single season, there's every person that goes into that house has a game plan. Uh, heading in, how did the twist? Right. If, if it did at all, how did the twist make you have to change up your game plan completely? Yeah, it really did. I mean, that really threw a wrench in. I mean, oh my God! Here they tell you, you know, you're in the. Um, they put you in a hotel room like nine days before you move into the Big Brother house. You have about a week and a half to kind of figure out your game plan and you know really come to just to being isolated and all that stuff. And and I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna play dumb with a box of rocks. I'm gonna be fun. I'm gonna get along with everybody. I'm gonna be positive. I'm just gonna fly under the radar. I'll stay out of the drama. I'll let everybody the big personalities kind of take each other out. I'll just kind of stand back in the background. I'll, I'll just observe things. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to observe and I'm just going to kind of stay back in the shadows, you know? And that was my game plan. Just be bubbly, fun, 
you know, play dumb than a box rock. Pretend you don't know anything. I'm not smart at all. Don't look at me, guys. I'm not a threat at all, you know. <laughs> and that was my game plan. But when they told me that now you, you're going to be playing as a game and you're going to be evicted together or put up together, my heart dropped. My, oh, my God, I didn't know what to think at first. I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me? So if I get put together with some prick who's going to ruin my game plan, I get screwed? I get screwed. Oh, my God. How am I going to do this? And, of course, I'm going to be put with some, you know, I had a feeling it was going to be Matt. I just could, I could, I could just sense it. I'm like, that's the guy. They're going to put me with him, man. And I could just feel he's he, opposite of me, you know, polar opposite of me. And that's why they would probably put us together. And so I'm thinking, oh, my God, and he's just going to blow up my game. What am I going to do? How am I going to balance that? So I just figured, okay, well, you're going to have to just – Tell him your game plan and see if you guys can come to an agreement together on how we're going to play and just go from there and just try to – and then if anything backfires, I'll blame Maddie for absolutely everything. Because <laughs> I knew eventually the, they were going to have to split us up. It didn't make sense to me how, you know, 16 people, eight couples could last that long in a Big Brother show. And I always told them – it says, till death do you part, you guys. They're going to split us up. They're going to split us up. Eventually, they're going to split us up. So I knew if I could survive just till they split us up, that I would be all right. And then I could get back to my normal gameplay. So that was just hang on until they split us back up, and then you can just play. And that's what I did. And so, but, you know, they all thought I was crazy. It's, they're not going to split us up. They're going to somehow bring people back or yada, yada, yada. I'm like, no, they're not, guys. They're going to split us up. <laughs> So, but yeah, yeah it was it, really tough. Yeah, it it, it really seemed like, uh, for the most part, I know I know they show they show a, a completely different side of things on on television, but it really oh, yeah. seemed like a lot of it really seemed like a lot of you guys were pretty uncomfortable with the whole uh, with the whole pairs uh, the whole pairs. With, and the fact that you guys also had to sleep in the same bed with each other as well. Right. So, yeah, I know. I mean, for me as a single girl, I didn't care about that too much. I was like, all right. You know, I mean, I was a lonely girl for a long time, like a year at that point. I was like, okay. I mean, I told them I was ready for some romance. I was ready to look for some romance, you know, when I, I bet, was auditioning I bet and stuff. your partner was happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he won. <laughs> but you know, he uh, it was it was uncomfortable. It was just I mean, it changed everything. We didn't know. And then you were kind of forced to be with somebody. You know, what if I, if I went in there by myself? I might not have necessarily aligned with Matt. So I was forced right. to align with somebody right away when I didn't get to make that choice on my own, who I was going to naturally, you know, gravitate to and connect with and form alliances yeah. from there. Once you were put into pairs, it was like, okay, that's your partner now. You know, that's your, you know, your do or die, you know, regardless of what happens or however he treats you or whatever. Like, this is my partner. Okay, this is, this is what I'm going to have to deal with and just adjust. It was yeah. a terrible twist. Ugh. Yeah, luck, luck, yeah, lucky you, Natalie. <laughs> lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, look at Parker. Oh, Parker got screwed because of Jen. He could have stayed in yeah, the game. Yeah, Parker longer. did. Yeah. And I feel bad about not saving him with the veto. We thought about it. You're lucky. Huh? You're lucky that you actually got stuck with that twist instead of some of the other twists that they've uh, that they've thrown out there in recent years. I mean, just yeah. I don't mind the twist. I didn't mind that, it too bad. 
I, yeah, I've definitely seen yeah. worse twists. I don't like the whole groups, the foursomes. Like, that's really, let them navigate who they want to connect with. Like, forcing people in a group together, I don't like that because you don't get to see the natural dynamics of human behavior. I want to see humans naturally go to wherever they, they want to go to, and let's see who connects with who on a natural, organic basis. Let's not just force these people, okay, it's your four and you four and you four and you four. You know, I want them to kind of just, I, I like to see that's the whole of it. It's like a human experiment. You know, you want to see who, who, who's in control, who's the power of the house, who's the brains, whatever, you know, and who navigates to each other. I don't want to see people just automatically set up and now you're forced to be a group. It's just not as fun to me. That's just my personal opinion. And for Sheila, Natalie, well. it was a nightmare for her being stuck with Adam. Oh, yeah, she hated it at first. She absolutely hated it. I remember. But, you know, <laughs> I'm not one to claim complain. Whatever cards I'm dealt, I figure it out. You know, I'm not a complainer. I'll deal with it. And, you know, I don't, I, my energy, man, I can't deal with complainers from the beginning. I didn't really want much to do with Sheila. All I knew in the beginning, she, all she did was complain and whine. I mean, this isn't a dating show. This isn't a romance show. I get it. You're, you're mad because you got, you know, 29-year-old in the house with the curly blonde hair. But, you know, let's not be so judgmental right away. I mean, come on, let's get to know each other. And by the end of the season, she loves the guy. Not really, and then she told us about how what it was like being in bed with him. And honestly, Natalie, oh, I would yeah. have the same I way. remember it that. Yeah, I, now I feel bad for him yeah. in the bed. The bed he had horrible. Bed horrible. And, <laughs> and we'll we'll go into that with her when she, we'll go into that when she's on here. Yes, Natalie, I got a question. For, Natalie, I got a question for you before I'm gonna turn it back okay. over to to people like uh, Kansas and Daniel and other people that may want to ask something. Um, when you when you got to the point where you were at in the game and you're looking at the other players, which ones did you think you could beat if you made it to the end and which ones were you worried about? Like if I was at the end of Final Two? Yeah. Okay, so if I was at the end of Final Two... Uh, you know, I didn't, it was kind of hard at that point because I really thought I had a pretty good chance up against all of them. I knew I had made some game moves and I had outsmarted people and they thought I was dumber than a box of rocks and I had beat them and competed. So I felt like I had a fair shot even up against Adam or Ryan, but I felt like if I was to go to the end, I probably had the best shot against Ryan. Um, I thought maybe Sheila would find a way to, you know, I wasn't too sure about going up with her with the final two because I had a feeling that, you know, she would use her, you know, the whole house split thing and, and she would really I don't know even though she didn't win anything I felt like she could somehow find a way to manipulate or I don't know I, I don't know Sheila was tough I mean I didn't think she would win I thought I could definitely beat her in the physical competitions you know I mean she right. proved herself that she could not really play competitions unless she freaking you know lied to you and backstabbed <laughs> you but uh, um, but you know but Adam I, I don't know I liked Adam but I don't know if I had – I'd say 50-50 with him. With Sharon, I don't – I think I would have beat Sharon. You know, I don't know. It, it's hard to say. You know, it really is hard to say. I just should have listened to my intuition at that point. You know, I was thinking too far ahead that week. I was thinking, oh, if Sharon gets so-and-so out for me, it'll be us four, and then I can win that HOH, the guinea pig question, and then I could go. And it could be me and Adam. So I was really envisioning Adam and Ryan, me, Ryan, and Adam at the final three. And I was hoping to sit next to Ryan at the end. Yeah. What do you think about how they handle the final three? 
with with the challenges, oh, was, how you how you win your way there. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that. I like how they do the the physical, you know, the mental or the two mental competitions and how they break it up. I I like that. I think that's a good way to do it at that point. I you know, I I don't I like it. It doesn't bother me at all. Okay, but. All right, looking, we, we said we'd talk about this a little, and I'm going to get back to you, Kansas, and Daniel, uh, Alexis, Melissa, everybody else. Uh, looking old school, new school, what what do you see that are the problems now? Because a lot of fans complain and complain and complain now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not as fun season. anymore. I've yeah, they they really have kind of – I'm sorry, but they have kind of sucked the fun out of the game now. I mean, everything has an agenda and is political or some kind of, I don't know, woke woke agenda and all this. You know, back in my, the old school Big Brother, was I feel like it was more organic and it was more like – you know, because they were just starting the game. So the first 10 years, they, maybe they weren't pushing so much, I don't know, agendas out there. But now it just seems so – like they just want everybody to play follow the leader and they get in this mindset mob mentality. It's almost like you know everybody's influenced by a crowd and so they just give up their own ideas to appease somebody else because they don't want to ruffle any feathers or whatever and to me that just sucks the fun out of the game you want to have your own independent thought and your own independent choices and you don't want to knuckle under all these freaking people that are like trying to strong arming you through the house like you got one big leader and ruler in the house it's like this is how it's going to go so we all agree that uh yeah this is yeah. how we're going to do it like no that's freaking boring this is isn't a freaking we're not all on like the same team everybody this is a one man you know that wins at the end of this and it's a one man team for each person or you split up in alliances but for this whole like we're all on like the sports team like it's all one sports team and everybody's in on it together you know i just it's so predictable and it sucks the life and the fun out of the game if you can predict what's going to happen who's going to go on the block and who's going to go home what fun is there to chat about what do you have to chat about for the week you know right where's the right Natalie, Natalie, one of the, one of the seasons that made me the most irate, and I don't know the guy. He may be a super, super nice guy. I don't know him. I've never talked to him. He's one of the few I haven't talked to, but I've never talked to him. Um, when Paul came back, and he oh, goes yeah, I in. Oh, yeah, I hated that. When he goes in, <laughs> I, and they immediately let him Name all these people that are going to be saved who immediately become his alliance, and he's in charge. I hated hated that. It was awful. It was horrible. And I feel like that's when it really started this whole follow the leader and have one captain in charge of the whole house. Like, what are you guys doing? Does anybody have a pair of balls around here? Like, grow some, everybody. I agree. A bunch of Nancy's, a bunch of pussies. I'm sorry, excuse my French, but my God, man. Right pair of people. Natalie, Natalie, that turned me off so bad. That turned me off so bad that every time I do a posting in in Big Brother Whispers or Twitter or Instagram, I refer to him as Pope Paul because that's what (laughs) they did to him. They named him the Pope of that season. Yeah, it is. It was just ridiculous. Like, can somebody grow a spine? Somebody. Does anybody yep. have the balls to stand up to somebody and play and twist this game around and actually make it fun to watch? Yeah, and the thing no. about it, Natalie, Cody and Jessica, 
wanted to and tried to, right. but they weren't they weren't with him, so they had to I go. I was rooting for him. I was rooting for him, man, during that season. I was like, you get him. Yeah, They're I the only too. ones to go against the grain. The only ones to go against the grain. Why do we all need to, like, do what, you know, what this leader has to say? Like, I don't understand it. It's just ridiculous. It's crazy to me. It's just like, do you guys yeah. want to play a game, or do you just want to be under some, you know, dictatorship and just be told what to do, and this is how we're all going to make it at the end, and yada, 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 yada. Yeah, but you're it's not going to make it to the end. He's going to. He, once it comes down to his alliance, he's going to take right. you out one by one by, exactly. by letting so everybody you, yeah. think that they're going to the end. So I it's, know. It, you know, it's it's stupid. It's really stupid. It is. It's just I feel like it's definitely sucked the fun out of the game. Like, it's just not as fun as it used to be, you know. And just, So I don't even really enjoy watching it as much. I mean, I used to really oh, enjoy it. But when it comes to predictable – and I'm just like, eh, this is boring, you know. I don't. I already know who's going to go home. Why watch the feeds? Why even subscribe? Yeah. Why, you know? Sound I mean, like that, so many yeah, of so us, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like the only thing you have to look right. forward to is the Nat- power of veto, and you hope the random person wins and fucks everybody's plans exactly. up. Yeah, exactly. 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 And then I'm that never happened. One, <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more thing, Natalie. Then I'm going to I'm going to let the callers get back to some questions. Okay. And and. I will understand this and respect it if you if you just tell me, Jim, I'd rather pass on that question. So if okay. you want to do that, it's fine. But when you do confessionals, is anybody in your ear telling you You mean anything? in the diary room? Yeah. No, so what happens is you in the diary room, at least in my season, you know, an old school big brother, I'm not sure how they yeah. do it now, but um, back in our day, uh, we just had a camera in there. There was just a camera that you would look at with a really bright, god-awful light. I swear it was like a deer in headlights with that thing. It was so bright. <laughs> and you just heard a voice, and you just heard somebody talk to you and ask you questions. So they would basically guide you and navigate your, you know, your answers and, and your questions. So, for example, you might have noticed I got a lot of math. I was talking about math a lot in the diary room well every time they'd have me in there well how did it make you feel when matt did this so what did you do when maddie hopped up on the other side of the couch what did you do and i would even ask them you guys why do we always have to talk about maddie i got all kinds of things to talk about what what do you want to know like why do we always have to talk about maddie can we talk about something else and at that point i assumed that they were just making me probably like the the stage five clinger i already had known because i know my personality and i know what what (laughs) No, no, and see that's been going on for years. And uh-huh. I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you talked about it. What they do is they try to lead you into something that they want to put on T right. V. Exactly. Know? If they're creating a story. So, and recently recent years there have been big brother people that have said they were led sort of information to make them maybe change their minds about what they were going to do. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't pass it. I mean, people are cheaters. There are a lot of cheaters in the world, a lot of liars (laughs) in the world, so I wouldn't put it past anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Kansas, have you heard anything? 
Anything come up that you want to address or talk to about Natalie? Oh, I was so happy to hear you ask the question on, you know, what Natalie thinks of Big Brother today because so much of what you were saying, Natalie, you could be speaking for so many of us. I was such a good Big Brother. It It saddens me, though. Because Big Brother was Me one too. of my favorite shows. It's it's heartbreaking. I know. Because I loved it. It is. I would look forward I to know. it every year, and it's just gone mm-hmm. downhill because of all these things that you're saying. And it just sucks. Yeah. yeah, it's like everybody, we're supposed to, like, have no freedom of expression of choice. Everybody's supposed to just think one way, one way of thinking. Don't think this way. You're a stupid child. You don't know better. Just play the way we tell you to play. You know, you're incapable of making your own mind up and any of your own decisions. So just, you know, do what we tell you to do. But it's so frustrating because just like you said, do, does anybody have a backbone? It's like people... Right. Think for yourselves. Do what's best mm-hmm. for your game. Don't play the game for them. Play the game for you. Yep. It gets me so right. mad. I hate that. I know. It's like, yeah, what's I mean, your game I mean, plan before Kansas you went in? And, it's like, and Natalie both, don't you think when you become that type of player, you're kind of considered a ride-along and, and oh, you're yeah, kind of down so at the up. bottom of the list? You're, you're yep. just kind of a vote? Well, yeah. yeah my it's, question it's awful. is... What my question is with these players that do this is, before they went into the Big Brother house, was that their game strategy? I'm just going to play follow the leader. I'm going to have somebody in charge and just do whatever they say. That was your game plan going in. When you auditioned and they asked you, what is your strategy? How do you want to play? Did you tell them, I'm just going to follow the leader. I'm going to look for some guy to rule me around, and I'm just going to do everything he says. That's how I'm going to play. Well, I'll say this, Natalie. If Paul's playing... They probably get uh, on the show. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you know, you're beating, uh, you're what else you got, Kansas? Hi. Oh, that's that's that whole Paul season. But uh, you know, I could just keep going on and on with that. It just went downhill, and it's been going downhill for me. I'm dreading. I'm, yep, I'm starting it to is. dread it. Like, will I enjoy this season? I will know. Will I not enjoy it? How did you feel yep. also? This is a good one because I had problems with that also. It's always nice when at least it's all, you know, when, when they have all returnees at least. You know, the first one was so good. But then when they would right. mix it up, I wondered how you felt about when they would mix it up because then again the same thing would happen and everybody would be so starstruck over the past players. Right. And then once again, they wouldn't play for themselves. And that's frustrating. Yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah. I either like it when they bring back all returning players, like an all-stars, or none at all. Right. Exactly. Like have all or all new ones. Don't give me one starstruck that they're going to be like, oh, these are so we want you. It sucks, and then they don't play the game for themselves. It's just, Right. uh They get blinded by their... If you go back and look on Survivor and Big Brother, when they do mixed cast like that, the returnees do very, very well. Oh, yeah. I know. They do. They always do great. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, come on, you guys. Come for on. The newbies. You know? What about the it's newbies? Like, look at the bigger picture. Shot. You know? Huh? The new, it, it always seems just so unfair for the new people because they it should does, be their yeah. time, their shot. 
It, that's what I think. Exactly. That's what exactly what I think. It should be their time to play without any influence from past players and they're mm -hmm. starstruck or whatever. You know, it's like give them a shot. Let them kind of soak it up that you're in the Big Brother house where all these past you know, Big Brother players have been in or other celebrities. I mean, that's what I loved about going into the house during my season. I was actually, I felt like time just stood still. I walked in, and it was like, oh, my God, there are microphones Yeah, you hanging. were. Oh, my God, there were, are cameras following me. Am I really here? I, I and lost you, my voice. You were, I lost my you, voice. You were so excited. You were so excited when Julie. Since there was a room, I was like, they're locking it up there somewhere. I even found the keys and everything. They're like, Natalie, put those keys back. Because <laughs> they hadn't, they hadn't uh, uh, you know, revealed that there was going to be coupled yet, so they didn't want us to see the double beds. But I had found the keys. I was looking. <laughs> and you were so you were so excited when Julie told you to enter the house. Oh, oh my God. And I was the first person called. I was like, oh, my God. I'm not faint. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get that anymore. We don't get players like you anymore. That's the thing. Oh, and the God. only the last thing I just wanted to tell you, Natalie, when you were talking about the hide-and-seek and everything, yeah. you were so adorable. I loved you with oh, the pigtails and the socks uh -huh. and the knee-high socks. Oh, yeah. You were yeah, so my adorable favorite. and so much fun, and that's what I miss about Big Brother. I want to see that. Oh, thank you. I know. It was really fun. I knew I was not going to be bored in this house. I mean, you you guys, come on, let's do stuff. I mean, we got nothing to do. You guys all just want to sit around. What are you doing? We need more players Portable. like that. <laughs> Renny, Renny Morton that's going to be coming on, she was another one that was so I much fun. I love Renny. Yeah, I love yeah. Renny. So yeah, Renny, Renny's going to be on the show, too. And, yeah, people and one actually of the, used to I, make I'm going to tell you now, Natalie. I'm going to tell you now, Natalie. One of the things I'm going to ask Renny is how funny was it when, when – uh, he walked off into that damn pool and fell off. Oh in that my pool. God! Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> I think that oh, might be scary. the funny. I think that might be the funniest moment in reality TV. <laughs> the Colonel, so she called him. Remember the Colonel? Yeah, yeah she that called him so the Colonel. funny. It's just like, come on, are you that funny? What are you doing? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was funny. Okay, uh, Steve, Steve, you were trying to get in a minute ago. You had another question? Yeah. Uh, from what, from how we've seen in recent seasons, where it, it almost seems like it almost seems like Allison Grodner every single season picks a certain player that she wants to help out. Like we call we call them. Uh, the uh, the eye the candy gold, basically the gold, for the whole season. Oh, the, what? the golden the, the eye candy or the golden uh, like the golden boy or golden girl depending the on the golden who kid or I whatever. <laughs> I mean I mean let's let's face it let's face it she normal she she usually goes after uh, after the men so it's uh -huh. basically the golden boy of the season and right. Yet, it's almost like they cater to these specific players. Like I'll, I'll throw out a few recent players that they've catered to. Jackson is one huge uh -huh. one. Uh huh. Yep, they who, did. Uh, yep. Who basically broke a rule in Big Brother by eat by yeah, he snuck food, regular food, into the shower so that he could eat it without the cameras noticing while he was on slop. Uh, oh, yeah. I think I remember hearing something about that. 
which should have resulted in a penalty nomination, but because he was Gardner's golden boy of the season, uh, he was given a pass. And yeah, I have I have noticed. Yeah. Do you think that the yeah I have noticed that they do has been kind of rigged a little bit. I do think that they they have favorites, definitely have favorites, and, you know, um, maybe they have certain agendas that they want to push, and so they have to keep a certain character in. I know that there is a typecast, and they have certain characters that they're looking for on the show based on whatever's going on in the world. You know, they've got to have, you know, they've got to have, like, somebody like me, the hippie, free-spirited, bubbly, positive person. They've got to have, like, you know, the nerd. They've got to have the jock. They've got to have the... The, the real pretty girl, they got to have the, the maybe the, the cowboy have, or the, have, the gay, the gay person. they got to have the gay person. Always one one black person, you know, like, come on, they can give a couple more than that. They always do that, and it's always so weird to me. Well, like, they, why do you guys they're, they're, always pick one, like, my season? One black person, poor Parker, like, come on. Yeah. Well, now, now, but, um, now you know, they have just a typecast. <laughs> yeah, they have. They have yeah. done that. Yeah, they've gotten more colorful in the uh, cast, which is good. You know, you need to have different people and you need to have different personalities and different types. You know, you need to mix it up because they were going for a long time with the same, you know, kind of jocks and then cheerleader types or whatever. But um, I know they do have a type cast. You know, they have, you know, a cast that they're already looking for before they even start the audition process. And I believe I just fit that role at that time. I was all about love and I had no idea this was a love season. You know, that my season was going to be all about soulmates. And here I was all about positivity and love. And I wear hearts all the yeah. time. Like, they're probably like, this girl's a shoe-in. And they used to tell me, you better not tell anybody about you're going on the show or that you might be picked or that you're auditioning. Don't tell anybody what you're doing. When you find out, then we have to get rid of you. Like, they're very strict about that. You know, they don't want you telling anybody that you're auditioning. Like, it was top secret. I couldn't tell anyone. And then, you know, finally you get told you're top 25 and they're coming down to film you at, you know, like for me, Biz Bikini coffee company and back then to get that uh really surprised genuine um expression and reaction they told me well you're top 25 congratulations but we're going to have a camera crew come down there film you <laughs> and then we're going to send those videos back to la and then we're going to make our decisions case. based on those videos Right? That's what yeah. they told me. So I'm thinking, okay, they're just coming up to film me. Well, they had already contacted my mom. They had contacted my bosses. They let everybody know I'm leaving for L.A. that day, and I'm being on the show, and I don't know yet, and they're coming to surprise me. And so they showed up on my work. They filmed me a little bit. And then my boss's brother was, like, you know, he was ordering coffee in the drive-thru, and he was like, Natalie, how's it going? What's been going on? I said, oh, not much, you know, just enjoying life. He's like, really? Because I heard you were going on. And then he whipped up my big brother key with my name on it. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I literally was, like, looking around, what? That has my name on I'm going the big brother? Like, right now? <laughs> I'll never forget it. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, what? What about my what about, and they had already told me to pack two weeks ago. They're like, well, pack as if you're going to go. It doesn't mean you are going to go, but just pack as if you are going to go. Because we do, we tell all of our top 25 finalists to pack. So that's how they tricked me to get that genuine reaction, you know. And then off I was. And I was off to, to L.A. And, you know, that was the beginning of my nine-day stay at a hotel and then off to Big Brother. <laughs> hey, that, that, so. brings up another quest, that brings up another question, Natalie. I know, mm-hmm. I know from knowing so many survivor players that uh-huh. um, when they get cast, they're told what 
kinds of clothes to bring. Uh-huh. Did that happen with Big Brother? Did they tell you, hey, and 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 I and I know they didn't tell you, hey, you're hot. Bring some sexy yeah, no. stuff. No, I know they didn't, they didn't say tell that. you they... that, but did they kind of lean so... you that way? No, they just basically told me I couldn't bring anything with logos like Nike or any kind right, of, you know, anything right. with a visible logo, um, any name brands, couldn't bring anything like that. But to bring whatever cute outfits that I had, you know, make sure you bring lots of bikinis, you know. So <laughs> they were course. just suggesting lots of bikinis and, yeah, you know, make sure you bring course. lots of cute outfits. So, you know, I, I got the idea. I knew what to bring. And you know, you know, even if you pay attention to the show, if you pay attention to the show, because um, I know, I know, uh, Brittany. I call her Brit Brit. I know because she's from Arkansas and I'm from Arkansas. Uh huh. She she carried some Arkansas Razorback stuff in with her, and they would blur it out. Oh. Yeah, I know that they blurred so out she, a like um. Somehow she got it in, but they blurred huh. it out. Yeah, I don't know. That I mean, maybe that that was later though, wasn't it? That was a couple seasons. Yeah, yeah, wasn't it, she was, in, yeah like, it was. It was after you. Yeah. Mhm. So, so maybe um, they just changed things up, or I don't know. Yeah. All right, we got we got another caller in, who is one of the best people we have at knowing the history of Big Brother and Survivor. Tim Gross is here. Tim, you got anything to? Uh, talk to or or comment or ask Natalie? Yeah, so I guess my question would would be overall, how did after you watched the uh, season back, like how do you feel about your portrayal on the show? You know, overall, I thought they were pretty accurate. Um, um, Some of the stuff they took out of context or out of place, like there were certain things that I said that was like, oh, my God, come on. I did not do that. They're like, when they made it look like I was stalking Maddie and hunting him down in the house, (laughs) what they failed to show you, what they they failed to show you was, okay, really pissed me off, okay, because (laughs) what really had happened was Maddie had told me I was in the sauna, hey, I want to talk to you. Come find me when you're done. So I'm going around looking for him. Anybody seen Maddie? He wants to talk. Anybody seen him? And he's purposely hiding from me to make me look like some jackass. <laughs> like, what a dick. <laughs> you know? Like, you told me to come find you because you needed to talk. And you only did that so you could make me look like crazy? You asked. Well, I, may, you know? maybe, so that pissed me Natalie, off. Maybe it was, Natalie, maybe it wasn't crazy. Maybe he wanted... With his ego, maybe he wanted people to think, hey, this hot chick's after me. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know. So that was, but as far as my personality and my positive positivity and my, you know, just my little, my weird, uh, what is it, quirky personality and stuff, you know, they, they overall got that right. Um, I wish they wouldn't focus so much on that. I had a lot of other game strategy things that I would say in the diary room that they never really said, you know, they kind of, you know, which was, I mean, they kind of portrayed me a little bit dumber than I actually was. You know, I mean, I'm actually really street smart and I have a very good spiritual sense or, you know, connection right. with God and I'm, I've always let my intuition guide me. So I'm, I have a very good natural 
guiding system. I'm just streetwise, and that comes from a broken home and basically raising myself. I've always had to be that way, so I had to be strong and independent and smart. But, you know, I didn't want people to know that. But that was a lot of my game plan, and they didn't really necessarily show that too much. But overall, I think they, they, got, they got me pretty right on. I mean, they got my personality and stuff. But, you know, you don't know. Uh, people who don't know me might think I'm just like that shit crazy with my positivity and what am I doing with Maddie and stuff. But that's how I annoy you. That's how I am. If you're going to be such a jerk and so negative to me, I'll just be so extra positive. I'm going to just be, oh, oh, Maddie, come on, let's go talk. Maddie, you want to go in the hammock? Hammock time. <laughs> yeah, let's go lay It's my in the way of getting back, you know. <laughs> so overall, uh, Dan- I say they did a good job. Yeah. Daniel, I know you have had to have heard things since you talked to Natalie earlier tonight. I know you've had to have heard other things come up tonight that you want to talk about. Well, I was just thinking that, like, out of all the past seasons, Natalie, if you could have joined any of those casts, knowing even what you know now, if you could have gone back and put yourself in one of the previous casts from the previous, let's say, from Greg Brothers 16 on, what uh, what oh, season would you have wanted to join? Oh, God, I don't know, 16 on. See, I was going to say Big Brother 11. Uh, 16 on, I don't know. See, that's when I really didn't like Big Brother as much as 16 on. Like, I, I haven't <laughs> so been we'll enjoying it So we'll put you on 11. <laughs> okay, yeah, 11 would be the one I would ultimately want to be on. I liked the, a lot of the characters in there, and I just, uh, I don't know. I felt like Big Brother 11 had a lot of blind sides. We had the blind sides that we wanted, you know, and I liked that. Um, so I liked season 11, but if 16, God, it's hard for me to remember. I'd almost want to go in with Paul just to kind of switch things up and get everybody to grow a pair. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe with 11, you kind of saw it fitting your game better yeah and i liked jordan and uh what was jordan's friend's name she's burnett oh gosh i can't remember i liked her uh what was her name i can't remember but i liked her a lot and i just i liked the characters a lot of the characters in that season and i don't know i just thought that maybe i would do good with just because it was a singles there wasn't any real crazy twist except for that uh that that veto or that special veto or whatever i can't remember what was it maybe it was pandora's box i can't remember it's been so long but um i just yeah, that's what it was. Uh huh. So I just liked I liked that season. I also liked Ten though too. Ten was cool because I really liked Memphis and Dan. Yeah, they and they, Rennie and Rennie. I loved Rennie. I mean, people would make me <laughs> memes of me and Rennie together, and Rennie would be like the mom, and I'd be like the baby. I guess people compared our personalities. <laughs> when uh, uh, Natalie, Natalie, when we have Rennie on. Mm-hmm. I'm on. I'm on. I'm gonna shoot you a text or call you and say, "Hey, we're having Rennie uh, on this night, and you may want to call in just for a few minutes to say hi to her." Oh yeah, that would be fun. I would love to yeah. do that. I know. I know she would love that. I know she would love that. Yeah. Yep. We're friends she, on she, Facebook. She's Rennie's like awesome. that. She. She loves attention. <laughs> yeah, I love Rennie. She's great. I've never met her, but I love her from, you know, from what I know of her in the Big Brother community. And, you know, we're all like kind of Big Brother family or whatever. But, yeah, I really like Rennie. Yeah. Daniel, what else you season. got? Daniel, Daniel, what else you got? Well, I was also thinking about Big Brother Over the Top, the online season, which is one that Allison Grinder did not catch. Oh, I loved How'd... that one. 
Yep, I loved that one. I absolutely loved that one. That one was fun. That was was a great season, but I thought America had too much power. She was my favorite. Actually, the girl in there. Is that when Morgan? Is that when Morgan was? Yeah, that's that's the one that Morgan won. But who was? I can't remember. What's her name? Come on, she's real smiley, brunette, funny, goofy, quirky. Uh, Shelby. Was it Shelby? Shelby. Yeah, Shelby. Now she's my all-time favorite girl from Big Brother. Mm. Loved her. Absolutely loved Shelby. She was the bubbly, like really funny. I just loved her. She was so funny. <laughs> Natalie, you yeah. know yeah. that Morgan. Natalie, you know that Morgan dated a guy that's been on the challenge for like eleven seasons, something like that. Oh He's wow! Like a regular. Uh huh. And Morgan. And look, we all we all know Morgan. She's she's a sweetheart, and she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. He cheated yeah. on her. He cheated on her. He cheated on her. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, and, to and, his loss, and, and she'll she, find something better. And she, and she did what she needed to do. She dumped him. Good. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, she'll, she's young, so. she's got plenty of life left in her, and she'll meet somebody way better, and she'll be thankful. You know, sometimes miseries turn into blessings. That's why I don't try to stew. Amen. I just trust the Lord and the universe. And whatever happens is meant to happen. God doesn't make mistakes. Everything has a plan. You know, whatever's meant to be is meant to be, you know. And I thank God that I didn't end up with Maddie. You know, like, thank God hey, I'm with, oh uh, my with God, Jesse. Yes. <laughs> oh, then, my God, yes. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I met. None I've got Jesse. I'm so that. thankful. Yeah, I'm so yeah, thankful no, for Jesse. Like he's everything. That. Yeah, Jesse's like a blessing. I'm so thankful I met Jesse. Like we've been a strong team for let's see, since 2009. So what is that? 13 years. It'll be 14 this November. Wow. I'm still yeah, not married, those, but you know, common law marriage. We're common law marriage. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. If you haven't seen it yet. I'm telling you again to go friend her or follow her, whatever you have to yeah, do. Yeah, friend me. See the pictures at that gorgeous family she has with her husband and kids. Thank you. Yeah, I love that photographer, too. She's one of, oh, she's just so, such a great photographer. The way she takes photos, she's such a natural. She's just like, okay, come with me, kids. Now walk over here. Walk together. Hold each other's hands. <laughs> I mean, she's just so organic and natural. And then she captures and takes moments, you know, captures moments of me not looking and just playing with the kids or handing them a leaf or whatever. And it's just so beautiful because she's capturing organic, natural moments. It's not like pose. Everybody pose. Everybody cheese. Put your hand here. Put your hand there. No, I mean, she was, oh, man, I'm, so I'm scheduling another photo shoot with her. We're going to do one here this summer, so I'm going to do another oh, a summer shoot. The last shoot we did was a fall good. photo shoot, but now I want to do a summer photo shoot. Oh, that'll be great. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, Daniel, did you have anything else? Yeah, actually, I have a unique question. It involves Jesse. Okay. If you could actually cast Jesse, you could pick a reality TV show for Jesse to go on. doesn't matter if it's Big Brother, Survivor, Amazing Race. Naked and Afraid, whatever. Which reality show would you think Jesse would do the best on? Uh, you're bringing up a friend of mine. Actually, Alone. <laughs> alone. Have you heard of that show? Yeah. 
alone. Yeah, he's a my Jesse's a jack of all trades. He's a survivalist. He's very good with the woods and and you know, or I mean, he's created. I mean, I probably shouldn't even say it, but he's created something where he's used water and salt water and a negative and a positive, and he's added it to his engine to expand his gas. Like he can figure out how to get natural electricity. That guy's a genius. Like he's a handy dandy man. You know, so he, uh, but yeah, no, he would do great on a loan. He's got lots of, he's a country guy. He knows how to build. He knows how to survive. He knows how to hunt. Like, you know, he's, he's got all, he's got all those skills. So he would, I think he would he, do great on a loan. He might, okay. he might do good on Survivor. Yeah. I'm not too sure about those competitions though. Like he's, he's not as, uh, athletic is i mean he could be oh, okay. but I, I don't think i don't think he's as athletic i mean he was an athlete he was a lot of soccer player and stuff but i don't know about a lot of those you know a lot of those competitions on survivor like i don't know they're pretty brutal you know standing on a post or on yeah, a you know your toes be. or something <laughs> some of them can yeah be. so he um yeah alexis alexis you got another question or a comment or thought uh my question would be, who from your season do you still actually talk to? You know, I probably who talk you, the uh, most with, what's that? I was just going to repeat it. I was going to say, who do you talk to? Oh, okay. Yeah, Um. so uh, probably the most, I mean, it's not often, but I'd say Parker, Amanda, and Jen. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much, yeah, those are the three that I talk to the most. It's mostly through just social media and Facebook, Instagram. Um, but those three are probably the three I talk with the most. I mean, I haven't talked to Ryan in years um, or Josh or Chelsea or, I mean, I haven't talked with anybody really except, I mean, just through, you know, just a little messenger. Hey, Parker, hope you're doing good. Miss you, or hey Jen, your family's beautiful. Amanda, you're doing so good. I love your workouts and your running, and you know, I mean, she's such a good mother too. So it's just stuff like that. But we haven't like actually sat down and had like long, you know, phone conversations or anything. Everybody's just pretty much living their life, and, and you know, that's that. But we'll right. always have a special bond, you know, a unique experience that we'll always share with each other, and it's you know, it's pretty cool. Right. What? Sure. What? What? What about this question? about cast since you've left have you had cast members after you played contacting you who did i feel like somebody has and i can't remember who i feel like somebody con no i think i might have just tweeted them like i rooted for them like uh what's his name the big beard older guy god i painted him i can't remember him now i'm drawing a blank uh, oh he's a guy you know come on Donnie? Big blonde Don- beard. Donnie. Yeah, Donnie. I painted him. We share the same birthday. So we had that in common. Oh, wow. He's like, I love you. I love the painting. Cool. And thank you so much. Yeah, so November 7th. We both heard November 7th. And then um, I did a painting from McCray. I did a painting. I actually did a painting for Evil Dick. So you kill him with kindness. And he came around. <laughs> wow. He's like, now he respects me. <laughs> well. I was uh, like, you know, you love it, Evil Dick. When he saw me at the finale, he's like, oh my god, because me and my sister were through with each other, and we come up to him, we're like, picture time, Evil Dick, and he's like, oh my god, no. I'm like, you know, you love it. One hundred, Natalie, one hundred percent. I can tell you what everyone on this podcast already knows. I do What's that? not get along with Evil Dick. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> 
Well, I can see why. I mean, he's not a very easy person to get along with. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he can be quite hostile and nasty and, you know, and pretty, uh, I mean, he's pretty, he's kind kind of, you know. He's well, got some Natalie, dysfunction Natalie, inside here, of him. Natalie, Natalie, here was my problem with him from the start. And I know it probably shouldn't come into a a reality TV show, but my problem with him from the start was his his relationship with his daughter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's sad. I, I mean, it's I really sad. Like I can't from, imagine... I, yeah, I didn't like him from there, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a father and I, you know, that's yeah. just not me, you know. I know. I don't I don't understand it either, And but we don't know everybody's, you know, purpose or their soul's path or what they have to learn, what they need to do to grow and to become a better person. I mean, I don't know all the inner workings of all their experiences. And, you know, it's easy to sit back and judge someone, but do we really know? I mean, I just wish them the best, and I hope that they can somehow resolve it and realize that life yeah. is short and it's not worth it. You know, I mean, I just found out the other day, my, my dear friend, I, I'm still processing it. I'm not really sure what to do about it. I mean, it's just kind of devastating. But anyways, my friend, my childhood friend, her name is Melissa. I've known her for, God, since I was eight or nine years old. Literally, I had two best friends growing up, Amy and Melissa. That's their names. Well, she just found out she was a do- she's a doula, so she um, helps with pregnant women. Well, she also was a surrogate mother, so she um, birthed two children for the same family. So she gave them a brother and sister, and she just had the last one three weeks ago. Well, she went wow. in for a gallbladder she went in for a gallbladder uh, x-ray or whatever because she was feeling some stomach pains or gallbladder pain or whatever, and I guess it's common after having a baby. It can happen. Well, they unfortunately found multiple tumors on her liver that are cancerous, and she's been told now that she has a month to live. And so that right there, and I just posted the other day, the day I found out, I had just posted before I found out on Facebook Life, you could literally be here today and gone tomorrow. Be humble, be grateful, and be loving because you just never know, literally. And then I found out that with my friend, and she's my absolute, like I have so many childhood memories with my absolute, one of my absolute best friends, you know, and it's just devastating. She has a six-year-old daughter at home. She has a 19-year-old daughter, and she has a Uh, 17-year-old boy. And now she's being brought home, and she's put on hospice right now. And it's just, like, absolutely devastating. It just made me realize that what I posted was exactly true. What are you people complaining about? You're squabbling about what? And you, you don't have real problems. Are you dying? Are you saying yeah. goodbye to your children? Right. Get perspective here. So what if you have to clean? And I was like, so what if I have to clean up? I'm never complaining about cleaning or picking up a toy again. Like, are you kidding me? She would give anything, give anything to be able to have another holiday or another birthday or to be able to go home healthy and clean a house with her good health. And it's just devastating. It's just like I haven't been able to process it. I mean, I just found out a couple of days ago, and I'm, you know, I've, I've called her and I've left messages with her. And, but, you know, she's going through so much, I don't even know if I'll see her again before, you know. I mean, it's, she's, you know, it's just absolutely devastating. But it just proves my point. Like, this, life is so precious. What are we doing, people? What are we doing with our time here? What right. are we doing? Right. You know, Natalie, life is so short. Awful. It is awful, you know, but it really makes you put things into perspective, and it really makes sure. you be thankful for every day that you're given. Yeah, exactly. I mean, every, every every morning I wake up, I give thanks for another day. Yep. Just that's right. I have another day, you know, yep. and I'm you here with I'm here with my family. Yeah, I'm here with my family. I'm here with my friends, 
and I have another day, so I'm thankful. Exactly. Thank you. I mean, it's so short. We're here for such a blip, a blip of time in reality. Like, you know, get perspective, people. Enjoy. Sure. Make a difference. Let's do something with our lives. Right. Yep. Right. Um, Melissa, anything come up tonight that made you want to ask a question or a comment? Well, you know what? I was kind of wondering, who are some of your favorite Big Brother players? I know you mentioned Jordan. Okay. Yep, um, I love Jordan. And she's sweet. And Donnie. Nice. <laughs> yep, Donnie. Um, and also Sam. Remember Sam from Big Brother 20? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Loved her. Yep. Loved her. Shelby. I, um, let's you see. know Who what? Else? I loved her, too. Yep, Shelby was one of my all-time favorite girls. Loved her. Uh, God, who else? I'm trying to think back. Who's my other favorite players? It's what about some winners? Winners? What about some of the winners? Dan is probably one of my favorite winners. Jordan, obviously. Let's see. Who else is a favorite winner? I'm trying to think back. Oh, you know what? I really liked the earlier seasons, too. Hang on. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Oh. Hey, c- come come on! I get extra I get extra money if you say Doctor Will. I like Lisa. I get, ex- oh, I I get no, extra no, money no, for Doctor Will. Doctor Will, that guy turned out to be an asshole. I do not <laughs> like that guy anymore. Fuck him! Oh my god! That guy. Okay, I get a Hey, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Off. I have to say this. I love I love her even more right now for disagreeing with me. I, I I don't like yes people. I like people to give me what they got. No, fuck him. I'll tell you why. Because I did a painting for him years ago. He used to, I used to love him, right? I respected him, and he contacted me. That is one celebrity I forgot. He contacted me. Dr. Will contacted me because he found my art, and he liked it, and he wanted me to do a painting of him touching God's finger in the sky with his stupid Yorkie puppy on his wiener sitting in his lap. Right, okay, so I did this Wait, stupid what? painting for him, and yeah, after I gave that. it to him, after I gave it to him, he 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 said it was like some gag joke, I guess, for his wife for like April Fool's or whatever, but then I posted a picture of it to share it, because he even told me, oh, if you give me a good deal, I'll promote you, and I'll make sure your artwork gets out there, and I'll get you more jobs, and la di da di da di da di da so I'm like, cool, I'll give you a good deal. I'll sell you a painting for 500 bucks, which is a freaking steal. I mean, all that work, I put hours into this painting, hours. That was nothing for my time. So I freaking do it for him, and then I post a picture to share it, and he tells me I have no right to share it. That was a personal painting, and to take it down, or he's going to have his lawyer come after me. Wow. Wow. Fuck him. So I took it wow. down. I said, fuck you. I don't need to, I don't need to promote your stupid stupid painting i will make it on my own without your dumbass piece of artwork so enjoy wow yeah so he's a real fucking piece of work that that is a big bomb drop and that is wow yeah so that's 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 his you know his true colors really came out like what do you care you told me you were going to promote it you knew that you found my artwork from the internet. You knew I post everything. So wouldn't it have been a good idea maybe to bring it up to me before I painted and before I shared? Hey, I'd appreciate it if you didn't share the painting. But no, you tell me after the fact and then you threaten me with a lawyer? You jerk off. Go screw yourself. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that wow. was that. That's my Dr. That, Will experience. Let, let me let me ask let me ask the caller because 
there's a lot of Dr. Will fans. Let me ask Oh, yeah, listen, he was a great game player. I loved his personality. I loved his game. I loved him in season two. I thought he was a great player. He's great. I loved it. I hate you all. I want you all gone. I love all of it. You know, the chill town, loved the phone call. I loved it. I mean, some of the best classic oh, Big Brother moments. But the guy's calls. a freaking prick in real life. Yeah, He's yeah a I love those phone calls. But to the callers so, out here, does this change any of your opinions about Dr. Will? No, not really for me. Yeah, you don't have to ch- – I don't expect anybody to change. You know, he's still a great player, you know, and everything. I mean, my experience shouldn't change the way you feel about him. It's just my experience with him. That's it. I, See, right. I was really turned off on him with really the whole Janelle thing because he lied so badly with, with Janelle. Yeah, that, there, there uh-huh. was a, that Natalie, made me there was a lot that. of there was a lot of fans on opposite sides about him and uh, Janelle. Yes. Uh-huh. Because she was not lying. She told the truth, and he lied. Yeah, she did. Um, yeah. Okay, I got to say that it wasn't it, it, in Will's defense, and he probably will never, ever, ever um, admit to it, that he definitely had feelings for her. He did. Yes, he, he sure did. He had genuine, real feelings I, for her. I can tell you, yep. and... and I think I think most everybody on this podcast, all of these fans know me pretty well. They know Dr. Will and I are good friends. And I can pretty much tell you, he did really kind of like Janelle. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Yeah, I could tell that, especially when they're, like, in the hot tub before the big fight and stuff. You can just tell that they, you know, they were really having naturally flirty energy with each other and stuff. You could tell. You know. Yeah. No, the the one. Hey, don't get me wrong. I like Janie. I know her too. I mean, we're friends. Uh huh. That's uh, that's why I call no, her Janie. <laughs> what 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 got me was when he told when he told Boogie, I do not want her hurt. I do not want to hurt her. And Boogie said, Oh, really? Because Boogie, you know, he just thought that they were out there to screw her over. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. That's that's what really, I thought, you know what, he really liked her. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they got together after the show. Yeah, and Janelle talked about it. Oh, yeah. And he lied. Oh, he said it never huh. happened. But, yes, they got to, right. they actually got together after the show. And I believe uh-huh. he oh, yeah. wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wanted to cover it yep. because he didn't want to break up with Aaron. Because don't forget, Aaron was in the middle of all of this watching this. Right, right, right. Daniel, mm-hmm. Daniel, let me come back to you. What do you remember and know about all of this with uh, with Will and Janie? Oh, you know I've watched every single season. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to Dr. Will and yeah, that, that Final Four, Dr. Will, Janie, uh, J- I'm sorry, Janelle, uh, <laughs> Boogie and Erica, yeah, you could tell right when you're watching it that uh, that Will had feelings for Janelle, and he didn't he seemed to not want to hurt her, but he knew that what he had to do. <laughs> like, he just wanted to... 
he had mixed feelings about what he had to do because Boogie was his right and die since the very first time I met him. Well, was. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah. And yeah, I've never been a Dr. Well fan, you know that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he definitely had uh, feelings for her, for sure. Okay, so I was also going to say that um, I agree with old school. I want the old school. I want another Janie. I want another Dr. Will. I want another girl. Uh-huh. I want another. I want you know. I want another Danielle. Um, uh huh. I want. I want you know other. I want some of those old school players that were so good at mm-hmm. what they did. Yeah. Yeah, I was really hoping for the All Stars that Kaser and Janelle were going to go further together. I was really yeah, rooting yeah, for Kaser. I was like, come on! Oh yeah. Yeah, they. But yeah. every everyone, I mean, everyone knew they were going to team up, and they just went after them. You know, they took them out. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Because they they knew that they were. The fan favorites. They knew the fans were going to be right. on their side. They uh-huh. had, they couldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. The problem is and now that's why, that's why is Nicole so has such a problem with it. Of well, no, the, the, the Nicole issue stemmed from the Amazing Race. Uh, you saw the Amazing Race 31. They kind of got into it a little bit, and that's where the issue stemmed from. Well, yeah, I know that, but what I'm saying is that um, I think Nicole also had a little bit of jealousy there. Oh, I, uh, I don't doubt Janelle. that. Please. A little bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. A lot of people think that it was all Janelle, but. And I know Janelle is kind of. can be rough. She's very. Uh, she just speaks her mind. She just says what she. Thanks. And um, she doesn't, I don't, I don't know. I love her to death, but she can be kind of rough sometimes. However, I had to agree. Yeah, I agree. I had to agree with Janelle that, you know, Nicole was making all of these snide little comments and saying all this crap when Janelle wasn't doing anything like that. Right. Yeah. And um, and so until the very end when Janella just had enough of it, and she goes, really? Because she goes, when Nicole goes out there and goes, oh, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? And Janella goes, oh, for God's sake, give me a break, you know? Uh-huh. When yeah, I remember kinda, that. Right, right. Kinda, she kind of yeah, just let went me, uh, into her. Let mm-hmm. me ask you, Natalie. Let me ask you, Natalie. Nicole, Janelle, did you keep up with it? Did you not care? Is it like no? Oh my I didn't God, really care. Grow up. No, I didn't there. really care. I mean, in the in the show, I was like, I thought, you know, during the season, I thought Nicole was definitely a little bit more bitchier to, you know, and, and pretty harsh <laughs> to Janelle. I mean, I I did find her to be more abrasive, and you know, Janelle was just wanting to play, but Nicole already was hating her from the beginning, from jealousy or whatever. But um, I didn't get into their Twitter drama or anything. Like, I I could give a shit. Like, who cares? They're bigger. Again, <laughs> life is too short. You know, what are you spending your time that. doing? 
<laughs> I love that you're like that. I, I, I love that. But but you know that season. Um, Janelle was after her like from day one. I mean, yeah, she was. Probably because she could sense her negative jealousy vibes. I don't know, like you know. And, you and that the other, the other yeah. thing, the other thing, mm-hmm. Natalie was Nicole did what she does. She hooks into a group of guys. Mhm. So, um, and don't get me wrong, I've always liked Nicole. I just. Mm-hmm. I, and I've always told people this. I just don't like that little whiny voice. <laughs> yeah, oh I've never God, liked her voice that. particularly. Yeah. But I've heard the same but, thing about me. But I couldn't I find my voice either. <laughs> I mean, if you you're know, going to ask me, if you're going to ask me, even though Nicole, if you're going to ask me who's the better Big Brother player, Janelle or Nicole, I'm going to tell you it's Janelle. How hands mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to really like. I liked N- Nicole too. A lot of people did not like her. I loved that she beat Paul. I just loved. That. Oh yeah, I did and love I just that. Loved it. And um, but a lot of people just thought, you know, Paul got ripped off and blah blah blah. But I, <laughs> I was happy that she won. <laughs> I loved. I, I loved that she. I loved her in um, the Amazing Race. I was so happy that her and Paul were the last Big Brother couple. I would have preferred Janie and Brittany, but you know it happens. So I was she was really on the call. I thought she was on the Victor. Victor. No, she, yeah, she was on no, Victor. Victor. Yeah, Victor. I'm sorry. Yeah. And so, um, and I was happy that her and Victor got together and all of that kind of good stuff and. But I tell you, that season that she was on with Janelle just kind of um, left a taste in my mouth. I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't really care for her after that. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that I was did. another one of my favorites, Victor. You reminded me. I forgot about him. I mm-hmm. absolutely loved him on Big Brother. Mhm. Oh too. my God, he was so loved him. funny. He was he great, was and winning funny. every time. He'd get kicked out three times, and he's just like, all right, let's do this again. I'm going back. <laughs> like, here we go again, round yeah, number three. How many times am I going to get kicked out? <laughs> and he was so funny. and uh, you know, Yeah, I that, loved him. I wanted him to win Nicole. so badly. Well, <laughs> Me too. And, uh, he was the one I was rooting for. Here, and, and yeah, I, I can give you a little behind the scenes. I can give you a little behind the scenes. We... I've had Victor on the podcast before, and mm-hmm. I've told many, many people one of the nicest, kindest, most gentleman person I have ever met. He was raised right. Yes, sir. No, oh, yeah. sir. Thank yep. you. He is that guy. Uh-huh. When I started thinking about doing these podcasts, I contacted Nicole and asked if she wanted to come on or her and Victor wanted to come on. 
and I told her Victor's been on before, and he was a fantastic guest. She never even replied. Oh, no. She didn't say yes, no, nothing. Huh. Yeah, Nicole just thinks the world of herself. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, I, really maybe, I need to con- maybe I need to contact Victor again. <laughs> yeah. Because he was a great guest. I mean, seriously, Natalie, of all the guests I have ever, I, and, and I mean, a lot of them are my friends. But of all the guests I've ever had on pods, Victor was like what I think of when I grew up as to how you're supposed to be raised. Yeah. No, I I loved Victor. I had a lot of respect for him and a lot of hope he was going to go far, and I just loved his personality and his positive attitude. I mean, he was there to play, you know? (laughs) So he was great. um, I, I I don't know. I think that once, you know, with the last season and the, and the everything with Janelle, the fans really turned on her, and I, I they really turned on her, and they were calling all of her sponsors, you know, for her influencing. They were calling her sponsors and getting her fired and all of that kind oh, of no, stuff. Oh no, that's when nasty. She got, when she got yeah. out of that. When she got out of that um, house, and she, like, unfriended everybody, and she, I mean, I I think that she had just decided, I'm done. I'm over it. Mm-hmm. Big yeah, brother maybe. Who, that, that she's just moving on. She just wants to, now that she's had her baby, and, you know, she just yep. wants to move on with her life. And yep, that's yeah. what I would do. Just back. embrace being a mom now. Yep, but you got you can't just right. let it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, not everybody's gonna like you, and it can get pretty nasty. I mean, mm-hmm. I got some nasty messages from people when I first got out, and I just immediately would just delete, move on. I'm not gonna expend any energy. Thanks to you for announcing that you're a dick, and I don't want anything to do with you. Next, delete. Next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Not Natalie, people. Natalie, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you want to hear this, but. I mean, you you know, you and I are close, so I I feel like I can tell you this. Uh, when we were promoting the uh, podcast everywhere, all over the Internet, um, I got a tweet from somebody, and let me preface this by saying this person had, was following nobody and only had one follower. So it looked like a troll account to me. Right, uh huh. And when, when I promoted out, um, you know, the promo for you, they tweeted me back and they said, Is tonight a strip tease? And I went off uh-huh. on them. I went off on them, <laughs> told them off, and then I blocked them. Uh huh. But that's, that's sort of what people like you. Um, from Big Brother and people from Survivor, that's a lot of what you you guys go through. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we've gotten, you know, I've gotten, when I first got, I was so overwhelmed with a lot of love, though. There was way more positivity, way more, you know, wonderful messages from people. I mean, it was very, I mean, it wasn't that many. It wasn't that many hateful messages. I mean, some of them were pretty nasty. I mean, they literally had people tell me to go kill myself or, you know, I should die or whatever. All because, you know, I'm sexy, I wore a bikini, I showed my body, whatever. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Let's grow up. But, you know, whatever. I just immediately, usually... If I notice that a, a comment or a, a message is going south, I won't even finish reading it. I'll just immediately block and delete. Like, you know what? You suck. You know what? You should be canceled because you're going exactly. around spending all this hateful energy on people, telling people that, that they suck when it's actually you that sucks. <laughs> exactly. And, 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 and that, that is great advice. That is great advice because for many years, Natalie, I took the approach, I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to banner back and forth. I'm going to fuss and fuss and fuss and fight and fight and fight. My wife finally told me, my wife finally told me, she said, Jim, you're doing exactly what they want. They want your attention. Exactly. Block them. They want a reaction. Yeah, and and you're done with it. That's it. You move on. You don't even remember. You want to remember, yeah. you know, you don't want to react, and that's what they want. They're trying to get a reaction out of you. They're trying to get riled you up and rise out of you because that's what the only thing that they can do because they have nothing exactly. going for them in their life. How pathetic of a life that you have that you have to go around and just tell people they suck. What kind of energy are you adding to the world? And what's to say for people like you who go out and send that energy? Don't you think there's always, there's always a counter force or a counter reaction? Something's going to come back to you. So you send that hateful energy out, and then that's going to come back to you, not me. Me, I just move on. Next, block and delete. And then when you block and delete so many people, it eliminates the number of, you know, hateful messages oh my or God. mean I comments. Can't, I, and I it's cannot stuff. tell you that. Nat, I don't want a relationship Nat, with these people. I don't want to hear from you. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. N- Natalie, I can't tell you how many people I've blocked on Facebook. I mean, yeah, it's like I, I'm starting dream, to worry if I'm going to get in trouble for blocking so many people. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, it has to be done. You know, you got to protect your 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 energy field, and I don't need them dumping their negativity and their toxicity and their inner suckiness on me. Like that's your problem. You look in the mirror and figure right. out what's reflected back to you. Like you figure right. it out. You're not my problem. Why are you carrying hate? It doesn't feel good to hate. Really, you like to sit around and hate. Does that feel good for you? Really, doesn't it? I mean, hate feels awful. It's soul sucking. And when you hate something, you actually become what you despise and you hate. And when you hate it, it actually draws you something to you in an obsessive way. It's like you know where love does the opposite. It pulls somebody. It feels good. You know where hate does the opposite. You know it's just you're obsessing over what you hate, and then you drive to focus on what you hate, and then you become what you hate. It, man blinded by right. their own hatred and then you can see it right you're you're exactly so. right L- let let me get to kind of a different a different topic here tell me about your artwork at what age did you start to know you could do this and then when did you get to a point where you're like I'm going to really pursue this because I'm I think I'm pretty good. 
Yeah, well, I started painting and drawing, like, I mean, literally as soon as I could, you know, hold a pencil or as soon as I was able, my grandma right away was giving me crayons, and I was always drawing and just, just started off drawing faces and then mermaids, and, and I'm talking like three, four, five years old. I mean, it was immediately wow. drawn to art. And in kindergarten, I actually won some art contests, you know, and they would hang my art up and be like, oh, look what Natalie made. And I remember my kindergarten teacher talking with my grandma at an open house or, you know, where you have come and look at how the kids are doing. And I remember my teacher saying, you know, Natalie's got a real talent here. If she keeps it up, she could, she could do something with this. You know, and then they also used to say, because I loved acting, and I was uh, Goldilocks in a play, and I was a little Red Riding Hood <laughs> in, like, kindergarten and first grade. And, again, I'd, I'd be extra dramatic, you know, oh, no, and, you know, fly myself around. And I was just really dramatic and stuff. And I remember my teacher again saying, Natalie could be on TV, too. You know, she's really, really outgoing, and she's really got a personality. She's really good at this. <laughs> So I knew at an early age, but then I just kept experimenting and dabbling with paint and just kind of pouring my heart and soul and figuring out my style and what I like to paint. So I've kind of, you know, changed throughout the years. Um, when I got out of Big Brother, I got a lot of messages from people saying that my art, they liked my art, and then I started selling it. I thought, well, maybe I'll do this on the side, and I'll just keep working towards it and see where it goes. I mean, I am pretty good. People tell me I'm pretty good, so I'm just going to keep at it. And then I started doing celebrities and stuff, and that was more to just learn how to do more faces accurately and to get them precise. You know, it was more of a learning experience. Now so much I don't really like my celebrity paintings anymore. I've gotten so much better. Now I've been getting flooded with messages. I mean, when I'm in my art room at night, I usually sit down for about an hour in total peace before I even put anything on because I just need to kind of like recuperate from taking care of the kids all day and just like zen out, right? Well, then I just get like flood of information and ideas coming through me where it's almost like I can speak truth to power through my paintings. So now I'm starting to do paintings where I can just speak my truth and my soul and have like a deep inter meaning behind my paintings. You know, I just created um, a puzzle girl where I called it Pieces of Me, and we're all like pieces of a puzzle. And if you take away all the negative, you, re you reveal inside who we are, which is light. So I have this girl that's taking apart pieces off of her face. I just posted it on Instagram. I did a video. And you reveal inside that you're light. We're all from light. We're all from God. We are all light. You know, the, the kingdom of heaven is within, so that's what she means. And I've got, like, all these right. paintings now that just have more deep spiritual meanings. Um, I did another one called Heal the Scars, which is a girl being stitched up with heart stitching with some birds, and she just represents searching within yourself and healing yourself within and forgiving and, and just uh, healing all your any kind of childhood traumas or anything and living gratefully, and you, and you heal that up, and then you can help heal other people around you, and you can help uplift people once you heal yourself. So I've got all these different paintings that have different meanings, and I'll get phrases that come to my head, right? Like I'll, I've got another phrase that came to my head, keep your blinders on. I just keep hearing that in my head, keep your blinders on. Everybody just keep your head buried in the sand, oblivious to anything that's going on around you. Keep your blinders on. So now I want to do a painting with a girl wearing a blindfold, or, you know, I've got, a, I've yeah, got another girl I'm good. working on. Or, or maybe, yeah, another... or maybe, yeah, because blinders, you know, they're kind of like out to the sides of the eyes. Uh-huh. Right. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah, and I've got another one because of Big Brother. I've got another girl. She's going to be wrapped in spider webs, and she's surrounded by all these beautiful flowers and trees. I'm not finished with her yet, but I'm going to call her either – 
um, caught or caught in the webs or webs of deception, kind of like season seven All-Stars, you know, the spool of lies. Oh, yeah, right? web. <laughs> and so I've got oh, her all wrapped yeah. in the webs. And what it means is that you're so entangled and, and, and enveloped in all of this drama and, and, and lies or whatever, that if you would just break free from the webs, you would notice all the beauty that life has to offer around you. Break free from the webs. So that one, she'll yeah. be done soon. But, you know, so I've yeah, got lots like, of paintings with more meanings, you know, more meaningful paintings so, now. So, sort of like Miss Web of Deception is what you're Yeah, Web of Deception, I wrote creating. that on the back. And when you were talking about Backstabbed, I have another one called Backstabbed. I have her, she's, um, it's more of a profile oh. view. She's holding a rose, and she's got a knife stabbed in her back. But it's all done in pinks and purples. She's not done yet, but that's called Backstabbed, because who hasn't experienced being backstabbed? Well, right? what, about, so what, about, uh, what about doing one of you having two knives stabbed in your back from yeah, two, two people knives from Big Brother? This one, I just did the one, but... Yeah, that could be another one. But I've got so many, you know, like breaking out of the box. And I write these, these quotes will come to me or these phrases. They just come to me in my, in my mind. And so I have to write it down because I can't physically paint everything when, it, when right. it comes through to me. So I have to write it down. So I have, um, like I have, uh, let's see, Mind Traffic, America's New Deal. I've got the Puzzle Babe. I've got, what's this one, my... Um, Oh, unplug, unplug from the beast system, and plug into divinity instead. I've got breaking out of the box, um, uninstalling, uninstalling all the negativity and the bullshit that you've been indoctrinated with, uninstalling that. And I've got, I mean, anyone want cocktails? Cocktails serving you. You want jealousy? You want anger? You want love? You want positivity? You want happiness? You choose. You know, I've got all these ideas. I mean, I just cannot keep up with them, all of them. I'm catching stars. Uh, pursuing the wind, heart on my sleeve, smoke and mirrors, um, eyes never lie. Um, I've got so many ideas, and it's just and uh, unhinged. That's another one that came to me. Unhinged. People have just been unhinged lately. I feel like I need to do a girl that's unhinged, like something with maybe her she's falling apart and the hinges are breaking off or something. Tip the scale. I mean, I've got all these mind spinning, circus of the mind, writing on the wall, low hanging fruit, blur. I mean, I just go on and on. I've got them all written down. You but know, that, but I don't know that, if I'll ever point all of them. But that, but, but Natalie, that's that's your creativity. That's what right. you do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. That that's how you do this. So bubble of um, information. <laughs> got that yeah, one. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It's great. It's great. Uh huh. So it just comes through, you know, and chill <laughs> out. That was another one. Sea of lies. I don't know. I've got so many broken. She blinded me with science. I've got so many. <laughs> that was an Little old video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I've that's... got so many, I just write them down, and then I get a vision of a painting. I'll dream about it or something, and then I, I paint it. Window Between Worlds. For some reason, that came to me. I don't know what I'm going to do okay, with that, but we'll me, figure it out. Let me ask you a two-part question on this topic, and then we'll then we'll get back to Big Brother for people that are waiting. Number one, was there anybody in your family that you took after that had this same talent? And now, do you see any of your children picking up on it? 
Yeah, so my grandma was an artist. Um, she mainly made porcelain dolls, but she used to do a lot of wood painting. And so she's the one that mainly, mainly taught me. I would always paint at grandma's house. I'd stay there every Friday, Saturday night, and we'd get the oil paints out or whatever kind of art supplies she had, and I'd learn to paint. She would show me how to draw an eye, and I would draw the eye. She would show me how to draw the figure. She gave me a how to draw the human figure book when I was 12 years old. So she was really the bigger influence in me as far as art. My mom and dad are not artists at all. They have no creativity in their bones whatsoever. Um, my <laughs> daughter, Araya, both, all of my children love to draw. All of them love to draw. But my youngest one, Araya, who's three years old, she is actually left-handed, and she's such a good little artist. I am blown away with what she's drawing at three years old. Like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, oh here, this is a pumpkin house. It's a pumpkin right. house. Oh, and it really does look like a pumpkin house. You are such a little dolly. <laughs> a person. That is great. You draw a stick figure with a circle face and arms and legs. And so that's, that's you, Mom, you. Aww. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a that sweet thing. She is just a, just a sweetheart. Cool. So I'm, I homeschool the children now. So um, we spend about two, three hours, at least two or three hours. I do school at all times, sometimes night school, because night school tends to work because it calms them down, and they get all that information right before they go to sleep at night. They've got it in there, yeah. so they'll usually think about it and dream about it and stuff. So And it just calms them down. So if I get in here at like 7 o'clock from 7 to 10 or 7 to 9.30 and then get ready for bed. but um, And I work with them one-on-one. -on -one. I give Araya all of her different puzzles or her workbooks, and then I'll spend an hour with Sailor and an hour with Atreyu, and we just sit down and we learn all kinds of stuff. We learn about science. We learn about um, the English language. I'm even teaching them a little bit of Spanish. I, you know, I teach them oh. math, reading, writing, history. We've got search books. We've got art classes. We have crafts. Right. So we just really just spend as much time as we can together. I'm just soaking it up and just you know, keeping them at home and just homeschooling, and we love it, and they love it, and then they have playtime, and we, I take them to the park to go socialize with other children. Yeah. So that way they I, get to I, I understand what I'm going to call your pain, but it seems like What's you that? really enjoy it because I have had to homeschool, and to me it uh -huh. was a pain, but after it was over, I felt pretty good because it worked. It worked out good, um, uh -huh. but 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 something I want to share with you about the um, the artistry stuff is I will give you the other side of the coin. My grandfather, uh -huh. my grandfather could draw anything, and he did paintings, and he even made the frames that he put the paintings in that I still have. And then my uh -huh. father, my father could draw anything. Wow. And I can't draw a damn bird. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny, huh? I can barely draw figures yeah. as it is. So I got, look, I got left out. <laughs> Isn't it funny how some people just cannot draw? <laughs> I know, it is funny I, to me. I, can, I, can't, I, I, I told my wife one time, we were playing Pictionary, and I drew the card that said a bird. And I'm sitting there trying to drive, trying to draw this big elaborate looking bird. And then she and then she, and of course they didn't get it. And then she tells me, "Why didn't you just do this?" 
and she makes like a little V that looks uh-huh. like a bird. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, yeah, right. I'm so stupid. <laughs> you are trying to do some big elaborate bird, and she just comes with like a faraway bird flying in the sky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to do. And she draws a little a little circle V, and you yeah. look at it and you think, that's a bird. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, funny. So that that's my yeah. artistry. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do podcasts. That's what I do. I don't do artists. I mean that Yeah, do what you're you. good at. Yeah, that yeah, and and you're and you're great at what you do. Kansas. Thank you. Get back in here, Kansas. Kansas, get back uh-huh. in here. We got oh, about thirty five minutes left with Natalie. Talk. <laughs> Well, the one thing that was going through my brain when when we're talking, especially with the artistry and the story that you shared about Dr. Will, and I'm sure you agree with me on this one, Natalie, karma ca- comes back to people. And look at oh, what happened with his ride or die. Am I right, oh, Natalie? Yeah. His ride or yeah, die, that he did true. everything for. Mike Boogie really uh-huh. yep. gave it to him. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, Maybe that my, might make you feel a little bit true. better. Oh, yeah, what goes around comes around. That's why I never worry it about does. it. Whenever people do me wrong or something, I don't worry about it. You know what? Their time will come. You can't just send out that energy and you don't think it's going to come back. There are universal laws of the universe. There are ways of things that are cause and effect. And whatever you yeah. do, if you force people to do something, there's going to be a counterforce. Everything has to balance out and everything comes back, and you're going to have to pay that karma back. And it comes back. But my mom was well, an artist, too, just like you, Natalie, yeah. not – not quite as gifted as you, but she loved to uh-huh. do paintings, and I remember when I was little, she did me. And just like you, Jim, you know, when it comes to painting and stuff, for me, I guess my creativity has been lately doing ceiling medallions. <laughs> I've been uh-huh. painting ceiling medallions. That's basically it. But I'm not an artist either. But she loved uh-huh. it just like you. She loved to do drawings and, you know, charcoal drawings and stuff, but... Once again, yeah, girlfriend, fun. boy, you're a magnificent artist. Thank Just you so, so much. so beautiful, your paintings and drawings and how spot on you are and the detail. Oh, and thank it's you. Amazing. I finally feel, after all these years, I finally have found myself through my paintings. It's taken years of experimentations and hours of paintings and paintings I've tossed and thrown away and repainted over, or, you know, to finally <laughs> come to where I'm at. It's like, finally, I finally feel like my art is now speaking my truth and now revealing who I am, you know, and my inner, my inner world. I can now express it clearly through my art. I find like I'm, I'm finally here and I'm, I'm feeling like I'm right on the cusp of like really growing my art and even my videos on my Instagram and stuff is finally taking off. I'm getting a lot more views now. I'm getting more likes, Good. you know, and it's taken a while, but it's, it's finally starting to take off. Like I just posted a video right before I came on here, and I have no idea. I haven't checked, but I can tell I've been getting a lot of notifications because my, my phone keeps going ding, 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 ding. So they're coming through, but I, I'm excited to see oh, how this cool. last one did. It's the puzzle piece, you. girl, that we just finished. That's wonderful, Natalie. That's yeah. so good. Good. Yeah. See, see so that's like the thing, I'm Natalie. I'm connecting. See, that's uh-huh. the thing, Natalie. You're working. Mm-hmm. You're not just sitting around no. waiting to be a call back to Big Break. You you went on. No. You're working. You're using what you're good at. 
and it's going to mm-hmm. pay off for you. Yep, it will. You just got to keep pushing forward and keep, you know, God's timing is perfect. I feel like I'm now just resonating with people and connecting with people more through my art. And it's just, I'm just going to keep speaking my truth and, and, and just being me, my authentic true self. I'm not going to censor myself, you know, at all. I mean, just to pander people or whatever. This is who I am. You like it, you don't. If you don't, what are you doing here? Are you in eighth and ninth right. grade? I mean, I had to make a video the other day about that. Like, people want to come on and dump their energy or just tell me how bad I suck and there's no we don't have time for that like get out of here what are you doing on my page then are you in eighth or ninth grade what's going on here like leave be done with what are you here for yeah. you're obviously in, intrigued in some way yeah. but um, oh, Natalie you know, just so think yeah. about all the people that you touched even with your drawings the people that exactly. were lucky enough to buy a yeah. painting from you think about that yeah. you know think about how they exactly. have it on their wall and the happiness oh, that it brings it. them the memories uh-huh. And the yeah. beauty and of it, you know how you touch people? You touch all oh, of these yeah. people that bought your work. I mean, you touch them. Yeah, and, and the it other thing, the other thing, Natalie. that I'm doing the right thing. Uh-huh. Sure. Natalie, Natalie, the other thing is yeah. those people that accept you and they get those paintings or they support you, it's a network. They it tell is. other people. Uh-huh. They tell other people. Right. Oh, they're the best promoters. Yeah. Actually, haters can be really good promoters, too, you know, because if they're talking shit, they're promoting for me. You know how many people I've had promote my art that actually didn't like my art, that posted it in a Big Brother forum, yeah. and then I got lots of views? I'm like, cool, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my wife I don't understand how nobody could like your I mean, your art is just well, magnificent. I don't know. You have such a gift. I, I, I agree, really I agree Natalie, because I agree, I agree Natalie, because I've had some haters, and my wife told me, Jim, just let them talk. All yeah, who cares? Promote, all they're all they're doing is promoting you. Everybody can come look at you. Right. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been spending the past twenty minutes just looking at all the art on your Facebook. Oh, Isn't it beautiful you. what she does? She's incredible. Oh, yeah, yeah you can see Alexa. how much better I've gotten too. If you look from the beginning of the album to they the are. end, you can see my growth. You know. As an artist, yeah. you keep doing something, you get better and better and better. And now I'm just getting so many visions coming through, like I can't keep up. I'm like, okay, spiritual family and angels, spirit guides, I'm getting overloaded here. That's I'm so getting cool. overloaded. You know, but it's awesome. I'm thankful because there's also times where I have no ideas. I have nothing coming through with me. Like when I was pregnant with Araya, I was um, sick with preeclampsia too, so I had absolutely no energy and I had no vision. The thought of even picking up a pencil just absolutely drained me. And so there was a time there for months that I had no visions. And then once I gave birth to Araya, I had all these visions just coming in, flooding in through me, just pouring into me. And I was like, okay, i got to start painting again. <laughs> so, yeah. Tim, 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 you got anything else? Yeah, actually, I had a couple of questions that I've been thinking about. Um, okay, go ahead. Was it, the first one was um, when you found out Jen and Ryan were a couple outside the game. What did you think of that? Oh my god, I was so shocked, and I was like, "What the hell?" Too because she was a mad at Sharon. Mad at Sharon and Jacob, right? And then that's why she wanted to kick them out was because they were a couple. And here she is. I'm like, man, we're just in a house full of hypocrites, aren't we, everybody? <laughs> Everywhere you turn. 
man. So, yeah, that was shocking. That's when I knew, okay, well, I don't think I can trust her anymore. Right. <laughs> what, what, what else you got, Tim? Okay, so the other question was, uh, there's the one guy, Neil, that, like, quit a week in and we never heard from oh, him yeah. on the show or anything. Do you know what happened with never that at all? Never heard from him. I have no idea. He, like, disappeared from the planet. I have no idea what happened to him. <laughs> I did find his, I think I found his Twitter or something, but I don't, we don't have any idea. We thought it was because he was doing Julie Chen impressions, and Julie Chen got oh, mad and they kicked him out. That was our, uh, our, that's what we thought happened. Oh, you can't make fun of Julie Chen. You're going to get kicked off. So so you get so you make fun of Julie Chen and you're vanished from the internet. <laughs> that's that's what we all thought. <laughs> wow. Because they wow. used to do Julie Chen impersonations, you know, all the time, and they're like, "Oh my God, is that what happens? You can't do Julie Chen impressions." And ever and Matt was like, "Nobody do Julie Chen impressions." <laughs> uh, Natalie, 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 let me ask you this because it's a Ultimate low from going to kind of a high. When you left, that's the ultimate low. Right. You you knew it was over, but yep. heart sank. You get to horrible. go sit. You you get to go sit with Julie, which is kind of a high. You get to meet Julie. Right. So yeah. was that hard to handle? Yeah, I mean, it's an emotional pull. I mean, you're being pulled in so many different directions. There's so many thoughts going through your head. I'm in a state of shock. They just blindsided me. I thought for sure I had Ryan and Adam. I didn't even know how to process. Did this really happen? I'm such an idiot. Why did I drop? You freaking moron. You knew better. I told myself I was going to stay up there. Adam looked me dead in the eyes before the competition, grabbed me by the shoulders, and told me, you have to win. He knew they were after me, and he was trying to tell me without telling me, and I didn't listen. So I was just wow. gutted, you know, and then to see Julie Chen, it's like, oh, hi, Julie, but I'm so sad. What's going on? It's over. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> Natalie, Natalie, the thing I noticed when you walked out, you had, you you were carrying a bag over your shoulder that looked like it weighed about 100 damn pounds. You had a lot of clothes yeah, in that damn did. thing. I mean, it did weigh as much as me. I mean, it felt like it. <laughs> Carrying this giant thing, and then I was just so God, I was just like, God, I'm such an idiot. It's my own fault. I can't blame them. It was my own fault. I was the only one to blame. I cannot blame them. I was mad at myself. I was so mad oh, at I was myself. So I, sad, Natalie. I was so sad watching it all. It was heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was just like, God, I'm such an idiot. It was sad. Um, right. And I knew it was, better, too, because I, I had told myself watching the season that I would never fall or drop for somebody. I wouldn't fall for their bullshit, and I did. I did. I did. But you were playing wow. with your heart, though. She played, she played <laughs> yeah. your heartstrings. You were just being sweet. Yeah, yeah but, I but, did. But in Survivor history, it's a it's a memorable moment for you sitting there talking to Julie because oh, you, you, you have a lot brother? of fans. You have a lot of uh-huh. fans, and most Big Brother players, they like talking to Julie. They just don't want to talk to her. Until it's over. Right, until you win and you're running out with confetti. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, Steve, what you got? Who? You know, I've got, I've got Steve. 
honestly, I've just I've just been 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 listening to all the conversations that have been going on uh, since I since I last came on the air. Uh, pretty much everything that that was going through my head has gotten answered uh, one way or the, one way or the other tonight. Which you did good. I was gonna, oh yeah, terrific. I mean, I, I was gonna bring up. Uh, you know, I, I was going to bring up, uh, you know, how she feels she would do in in uh, the more recent seasons, but that kind of got answered already. So right. Yeah, I, I think would, I would right. do good. I do think I would do good. I'm pretty. I would still play dumber than a box of rocks, and and I would play like <laughs> my age too. I'd be like, I'm old, you guys. I'm, I'm a cougar now. I'm not a I'm not a young and you know funky. <laughs> Girl anymore. I'm old. My muscles are old. Well, I can't win anything. Yeah. Right now. I'm not though, but I would that's, say that. <laughs> that's sort of true, Natalie. Natalie, that's sort of true now, but there are a lot of guys that like them cougars. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> and um well, you would hope to think they would know, hey, she's married and she's got all these kids and yep. I'm not going to treat her that way, but mm-hmm. you might could still pass it off. But uh, I think your social game is what would benefit you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think Definitely. so too. I, I've always been naturally good with people. I can pretty much vibe with anybody as long as you're not really rude to me. You know, like uh, Josh near the end was getting pretty abrasive, and Chelsea was just all kinds of nasty. Oh, so I just she was terrible. You know, people like Honestly. her were just vile and just ugh. You know, yes. but for the most Very part, nasty. I can vibe and I can get along with people. I mean, you know, for the most part. Yeah. So. So what do you think, Steve? What do you think, Steve? Shouldn't they bring back like old school versus new school? Oh, I would love it. I would. I, w- I wish. I would love that, and I would that love to be. Yeah. The problem. Is I think they need to. That would be fun. This, uh, we've mentioned this on previous uh, on previous podcasts, uh, in particular the uh, Survivor ones that we've done. It's yeah, kind of like Survivor. Survivor. The problem. Uh-huh. The problem now, the problem now is that CBS is going more uh, is showing more of a bias toward new school players as opposed yeah, they to are, they have been. old school players. But what yeah. about what about a what about another returnee season? And you do old school, new school. I would love that. Oh, I, I think that would be fun. That. I mean, I after the last returning season of Big Brother, I'm not so sure how good it would be to do another. Cause I, I mean, it's true. They I, did do the one in, with Memphis so they and did Christmas. Cause, and, yeah, because BB-22 ended up being a massive flop. And there mm-hmm. were lots that was of a shame. And there was, and there was lots of rumors of pre-gaming and things like that. Oh, well, yeah, that's yeah, true. They that have happened. to keep a top-top secret. Uh-huh. That is true. The pre-gaming is kind of why you can't have a full return season, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Natalie, how would you handle that? How would you handle that if they came up with a old school, new school season, and they talked to you and said, I think we want to cast you 
and rumors started going around within the Big Brother community and possible other cast members started messaging you saying, um, I think we're going to be on next season together. Can we get together and hook up? How how would you deal with that? Would you be the person that says, I'm not getting into this yet? Or would you try to make those pregame alliances? No, that's what I was going to say is I would just pre- I would have no idea. I would be like, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about. I Have fun. Good luck on the show. Have a good time. I would pretend I have right. no idea what's going on. I don't have a clue. I'm a mom now. I'm, nobody's asking me to go back. You know, I would just, again, play dumb. I don't know shit because I wouldn't want to get involved. I don't want to get into pregame alliances. I don't want to get dragged because things change. You don't know. I don't know them personally. So how could I make an alliance with somebody just based on a previous experience or if I might kind of like them? You know, things change once you're in the house. And there, you have natural pulls or right. people you gravitate towards, you know, naturally right. when you're in person with them. So I, don't, I couldn't say for sure that I would want to be in alliance with those people. I would just play dumb. I'm not going on. Have fun. Good luck. Have a good time. That's what I would say. And I'd keep it to myself. And then whatever happens, happens. And then I would say, and then if they, if they were in the house with me, said, why didn't you align with me? I was like, well, I'm feeling you now. Let's join up. What and, are you doing? Who did you Natalie, don't with, you though? think? Who else did you message? Huh? <laughs> Natalie, don't you think you would notice who the messages are coming from and you would Understand, oh, they want to be Pope Paul. They want to be in charge of this. Yeah, well, you can see they're obviously trying to pull strings. I mean, I think it would be pretty, pretty ballsy to just come up and out of the blue message me when you don't really know me. I mean, maybe for someone from my season, I could see maybe messaging me if they got a message or something. But I highly doubt anybody from any other season would ever contact me, honestly. I really don't think so. I feel like I'm an underestimated player, and Big Brother Nine's kind of forgotten about. I really don't think, you know, like you said, the new school players tend to get more of attention. I think they all grab and, and get with, with each other, and they're all going to these reunions and all these. I don't go to any of that stuff. I don't do any of these events. So I don't know any yeah. of these people. I'm not, like, involved in the Big Brother community like a lot of these other ones are. Well, I can tell you this. If it was going to be a all-star season with something like old school, new school, and your name was being rumored you would hear from people you probably don't know. Yeah, probably. And 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 you would have to deal with, do I engage in this or do I just stay silent and play my game, play I mean, my I, game I, when I, I, I get would... there? That's what I would do, honestly. I would stay silent. It's not my that's not my personality. I don't like to pre. It, to me, it's just not organic. I like things to be natural and organic. I don't like things to be pre-planned. That's just not my personality. I want to be surprised just as much as everybody else wants to be surprised. You know, right. I want to see. I don't want to be like that. To me, is not fair. And then if anybody did message me, all right, cool. Now I know. Maybe who knows if I'd even message them back. Maybe I might just leave the message unread or read and never reply. And just know that that person tried to pre-align with me. Remember that if they're in the house. <laughs> right, right. 
And and, well, and the reason I bring this up is, Nat, Natalie, the reason I bring this up is it's happened in Survivor. There's been oh, really? yeah. alliances made before they even left the United States to go film. Yeah, so that's not fun. They need to find a way to get better. They used to be so good about keeping everything secret. Like when I auditioned for Big Brother, they had a whole system where everybody had a handler and you have a workout time at this hotel. Like I didn't even, you know, you might, I saw Maddie in an elevator do, through crossing ones. Like he was going in the elevator as I was going into my door room or something. And I knew he had to be in a possibility for a, for a house guest. So we just somehow missed each other. But they're so good. And like, yeah. okay, Natalie, you're going to eat at 1 o'clock. The next person will be eating at 1.30. You know, they always made sure that we were in the same hotel during auditions, that we never saw each other. This person checked in at that time. I never saw anybody. I just remember seeing, well, I did see Amanda and Maddie through passing in the hallway somewhere, but we never actually interacted or sat down or had lunch or, you know, I didn't know who they were. I mean, anybody could be anybody auditioning. I just assumed, oh, you know, good-looking guy, you know, pretty girl, long hair, you know, maybe they're auditioning, but nobody knew, you know, and you, my pool time would be like noon. Okay, Natalie, you get noon to 1230, you know, and so we wouldn't never see, I didn't see anybody else, you know, and then we did see each other when we went to the CBS production, the uh, uh, CBS, uh, the studios there, um, we went there and we met, we had to stay in two separate rooms, girls on one side, guys on the other, that's when they were like down right. to the top 50, and that was right. our final interview where we got to meet all the producers and everybody, and you know, that's when we saw each other, but we couldn't talk. We were told there was a person in there. Nobody's allowed to say each other. Don't even look at right. each other. Everybody look at the book or look at your leg. Look at your hands. Close your eyes. Chelsea put a pillow over her head and took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, but, yeah, wow. so that's how it was. Oh. But, yeah, I, okay. kinda, I like it to be organic. I want to be surprised. I, I, that's the fun of the game. That's the whole point, to bring strangers together, to see how they're going to enter work, how they're going to work together, who's going to get along. You know, that's the whole fun of it. It's like a human experiment. It's like a, some kind of a psychological experiment, you know. Yeah, you would be a great cast member who didn't give anything away. Daniel, Daniel. Your thoughts on all of this? Maybe he's gone? No, he's still connected. See? Oh. Yeah, he's still connected. I don't know. Maybe he maybe he stepped away from the phone or something. All right, Tim. Tim, what about you? Tim, what do you think about all this about... The difference in casting. Well, I just I just think it's whole, basically a bunch of wannabe Instagram influencers now, and that kind of yeah. has ruined it a lot. That's true. Yeah. A lot of them Everybody have never seen the show before going in. And and uh, and I will I will sadly say, I have very good friends. Who have fallen into that trap? I mean, it's easy to do. You know, people are easily influenced by one another, and it's hard to, you know, I mean, especially if they're already friends. Like, let's say, you know, again, I don't go to all these Big Brother reunions and all this stuff. If they know each other through partying with each other and through, uh, you know, Big Brother reality TV events, then yeah, there's going to be a greater chance that they're friends. So, how could they not discuss it with each other? Right. 
you know. And but someone like me, I don't interact with them like that, so I'm not close to them in that way where I don't think they would, you know, honestly contact me because I'm not in that reality world where everybody, oh, we all drink together and we go party. But, and but we, the oh, only but, – but Natalie, Natalie, the only thing is if someone leaked your name out there and said – um, Natalie is probably in the cast of the next Big Brother, old school, new school. Then you've got that problem. Then I would just, yeah, I would just like, well, whatever, guys, rumors. It's, yeah, I'm a mom. I'm at home busy taking care of children. You know, I'm a busy, I'm just a home, I'm a home mom. I'm a homebody. I stay at home all day with kids. I'm raising children. I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about? You guys are nuts. I wish. Well, that's good. That's, that's good. That, that's good that you would handle it that way. That's good. That, that's what that's I would good. do. Just rub it off. Oh, just no, whatever, guys. Have fun. Good luck. I'm, that's my past. Like good times. Good times. Right on. Thank you. Have a yeah. great time. <laughs> yeah. Kansas. Kansas. Don't you like that approach with with someone that? I mean. It's hypothetical because she hasn't been cast for another season, but it. We wish she would be, though. She, oh, I know we do. I know we. We would love to see her back, but don't you like her approach to that? That, no, I'm not sitting here playing Big Brother before I even leave home. You know, I'm not. I, you know, I, I, I'm doing what I got to do. I don't even know if I'm on the show. Don't you like her approach other than someone who says, hey, yeah, I'm on the show. Let's hook up. Exactly. Natalie knows her shit. Let's be honest. This is why she'd be so great on Big Brother. She knows what she's doing. And you know what I would do when I got there and they saw me? I'd be like, surprise, bitches! (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's exactly. Yeah, and, and Natalie, you can walk in and say, I didn't lie to you. I was taking care of my kids, but I'm here I am. Care of my kids. <laughs> yep. It's mom time now. What's going on? Represent. Exactly. Represent all the positive people in the world. You tree huggers, what's up? <laughs> I'm back, 15 years in the making, whatever. You know, I know I'm That's old school, true. I'm ancient. But, <laughs> but, yeah, let's let's get this game back on track, shall we? Yes, let's get back to older Big Brother style. I agree. Yeah. we got to turn mm-hmm. this around. Let's let's turn the, the dynamics of this game because where they're headed, they're headed south, and they're headed south fast. They're lucky they're actually still on. I'm surprised it hasn't been canceled already. Yes, exactly, Natalie. I mean, if, if it was canceled, I wouldn't be heartbroken. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't either anymore. I wouldn't either anymore, and that's sad. I used to. I would be heartbroken, you know, maybe 10 years ago. But now, oh, hell like, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Now I, I tend to like other shows like that. Now I'm more into shows like MasterChef Australia and, uh, what is it, Married at First Sight New Zealand or Australia. I like all the other countries' shows a little bit better now lately. I've been really into them, like Big Brother Canada. I mean, all the other countries, they've got some really good shows. I don't know if you see any of them, but I've got some streaming sites that I have, you know, where I can watch all these fun fun shows from other countries. You watch and any they're a little bit more lighthearted survivors? than fun. Huh? 
you watch Hi. any of the international survivors? Um, oh, yes, I love Australian Survivor. They are awesome. Talk about game players. Have you watched that? Yeah, I, I've seen every season of that. I've also seen the yep. uh, South African one. Oh, I don't think I've seen the South African one. I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I, I actually think that's probably better than Australian Survivor. Oh, wow. is it really? God, Australian yeah. Survivors just had me. I was like, dude, they're so good. Look at how they fly. <laughs> oh, my God. They're like yeah. geniuses, man. They, they are. Okay, I want I want I want to huh? bring it back to Steve. I want to bring it back to Steve, and see if he's got any other questions or comments. Uh, you know what? I think I think I would I would probably say this uh, from what we were talking about when it came to uh, the casting. Literally, the the biggest I think where we saw this game officially shift. Was I, I mean yeah they're, they're you know when they officially went HD uh, with uh, with Big Brother 16 you know there were they were still casting game players I mean they cast Derek uh-huh. you know who completely Derek, controlled yeah. that season and uh, what's her name the uh, it, what's her the other girl the, the beanies all the time uh, Vanessa oh Vanessa Vanessa yeah but it seems a good like now all of a sudden ever since uh, ever since left Moonves left and everything, and they did the whole Me Too movement and everything, it's kind of come down to where now Big Brother has basically been all, well, like we mentioned before, all completely woke. Where oh, we, uh-huh. need, to, we need to make sure that fifty percent of our cast is uh, is uh, either of color or or just you know, of of one specific like like African American or something, uh, which is uh-huh. why we ended up seeing the cookout. And uh, you know, I want I want to bring this question up because uh, we we kind of discussed this on previous shows. Do you see uh, the way that they've been casting, not just on Big Brother but also on Survivor? Uh, with, you know, these all-black alliances starting to form, do you think there could be a potential race war that may A race end war? Up? Oh, yeah, they're definitely yeah. baiting. I mean, they're definitely pushing these ideas. This is what they want. You know, these are divisions, distractions. This is what they like to do. You know, you've got to d- divide and conquer. And what best way to do it? Because I'm telling you right now, I mean, I know I'm not African American. I don't experience racism personally. You know, but I, you know, any I have family members that are black, actually. My, my brother's um, sister, or my brother, my boyfriend, Jesse, or my husband, whatever, common-law husband, Jesse's sister married a black guy, and they're all, they have three black children, so I have three, you know, black um, nieces and nephews, and, you know, we've got, my, my dad is Filipino, you know, his Filipino wife, and so we've got a lot of diverse uh, people in my family, and I've never experienced, I've never seen them, they've never told me that they've been experienced racism. I also went to an all-black school in Alameda, California. I lived there next to Oakland when I was 14 years old, and when I was there, everybody was so awesome and so nice. I was 14, 15 years old. I was the minority. I was the white girl. You know what my nickname was for basketball team? They called me Vanilla. 
Okay. I, it was a fun thing. It was a fun thing. Nobody took offense to it. I didn't think, yeah. oh, you guys are racist. Right. You know, it was fun. I was vanilla. I was a blonde white girl on the basketball team, and I was the most valuable <laughs> player. Okay, like I was a good game player, and I never experienced racism. None of it. And all my friends, I mean, I have so many black friends from high school or middle school when yeah. I went and lived there for three years, and I never experienced any kind of racism. So in life, you have to ask yourself, are you personally experiencing racism? Do you know people of color that are personally being persecuted or personally being attacked? I don't see it. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm naive to some of it, but I don't personally see it. I mean, I'm not. And I have lots of black friends, and they never tell me, and I ask them, Do, are you experiencing any kind of racism or hateful treatment? Absolutely not. They have the opportunities, just like everybody else. They, You know, look at all the, the football players and all the celebrities and everybody. They have privileges. Those are privileges to make all that money, millions and millions of dollars to play a sport and stuff. Like, where's this racism that they're constantly talking about? I'm trying to find it in life. And sometimes I have to remember that TV, it's just a show. Everything you're watching, if you, if you can look at everything, it's just like a show. And try not to take everything too personal. You know, it's just one big show. They have agendas they want to push. They have ideas. They want to create, our, you know, our thoughts and our reality. And they want to keep us on a low vibration. Because if you're on a low vibration, you cannot live your best life. And you cannot be the best person that you can be when you're so right. enveloped in the blame game and in the who's doing what. Like, you know, this whole, it's just, it's ridiculous. And so I don't experience it, you know. I know. Some people have. I mean, Parker from my season says he has and stuff, and, you know, he gets into a lot of race debates and stuff. But, you know, in life, do you personally experience it? Do your African-American friends or black friends or people of color and of uh, different uh, sexual orientation, are they experiencing this? Because I have lots of, uh, you know, gay friends, and they don't tell me that they're being experienced being discriminated against or anything like that. So I'm, I'm trying to see it, but I don't see it. And so it makes me wonder, why are they doing this? Why weren't they doing this 10 years ago? or 20 years ago. Why is it now a yeah. thing? Well, yeah, every you're show. right. And the news. You know, the whole George Floyd and all of that, it's just yeah, been everything. really ringing. All of you that know, it's really came like, to a head. And that's and it's right. creating I think that's a, a nasty reason. energy. Yeah, and it's creating a hostile kind of energy, and it's creating the division among people and a judgment, and it's kind of it's not good. You know, people need to rise above it and see what, what's really going on here, look at the bigger picture. You know, ultimately, I believe humans can get along with each other, and I don't really see a lot of freaking skinheads going around or whatever, like Nazis or anything. I don't see people in case I don't see people out there mistreating. I mean, from when I go out in public, and when I'm out and about in town, I see nothing but kindness. And I don't see people getting right. in fights. I don't know where people get in all these brawls at Walmart and stuff. Like, what is this about? I've never seen a brawl at Walmart. Yeah, that's, 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 that's really See, out here where I live, it's pretty, it's pretty bad, Natalie. That, it really yeah, is. Re- it's, where it's, you live it's, at? It's really, Kansas, it's really it's crazy. Bad. It's oh, really crazy. That's horrible. See, again, I guess really, it depends on where you live and all different yeah, factors, you know. Definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's but, all, yeah. That's true. Let let We're me about to get cut off. let me thank let me thank <laughs> Natalie for coming over here tonight. And Natalie, you were fantastic. Mm-hmm. And we would love to have you mm-hmm. back at any time to do whatever thank you, you wanted to do. And oh, I so want to give fun. everyone a chance to say good night to you because the pod is coming to an end. Okay. Thank night, you, girlfriend. Thank I love you, Natalie.
Thank everyone. you, everybody. It was a wonderful conversation we had. I love talking with all of you. Thank you so much for all of your positive vibes and love and everything. Thanks for joining us, Natalie. Yep. <laughs> yep. Thanks for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.